Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't like blood and guts, But I love them when they're lengthily discussed Ching, ching, jingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a podcast together oh. with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's pod. <laughs> right here in the sod. There's no snow anywhere. Oh, it's good to be back. Oh, it is so nice to be back. It is wonderful. It's the most uh, uh, wonderful time of the year, but it's also just the most wonderful time of the day. I'm getting to sit down with you, buddy. That's right. It's an afternoon. Usually we do these in the morning. It's a beautiful fall afternoon. Mm. Mm. As we head into the holiday season, which really is what brings us here today. Apropos, ho, ho, ho. Apropos, ho, ho. <laughs> God damn it, I'm Matt Gorley. God damn it, I'm uh, Paul Rust, and uh, this is with Gorley and Rust. It's the show where we tackle usually horror franchises mm-hmm. in an easy listening manner at great length, yes. at our own pace and our own style. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much, and you're welcome. You can go to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust and get all kinds of bonus content. Oh boy, yes. Back seasons, like yeah. um, the Nightmare on Elm Street season is That's up right. there. That's you right. You get feature-length film commentaries, mailbag episodes, and over this break, we did the Cozy Awards, which thanks once again to Umar Ditta and Dustin Kreft was so much fun. What a what a uh, thank you to them and what a what a night of glamour that was like the oscars just glitz and glamour but next to a a, a roaring fire under a bearskin rug yeah we chose the coziest <laughs> of all categories for the films we've covered thus far i think we decided that yeah. will be an annual patreon event yes. that will cover the prior year's films that's so, right that's right and uh, we just did a uh, or a, a, we did a recent commentary for uh, return of the living dead that's coming out yeah. this month as yeah. is a mailbag episode I think by the time you've yeah. got this, the cozies are up there. There's oh a whole boy. community fan base. Now, uh, Matt, you mentioned A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Did you know the very first Christmas holiday 
movie that we are covering for our podcast today was released the very same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street. I did, and it didn't it actually initially beat it in box office grosses? Yeah, it eclipsed it when it came to the green green. When it came to the green green. And then this movie was pulled, I think, two Oof. weeks into its run due to its controversy of having Santa Claus as a murderer. Okay, let's just get it out of the way. That's what this movie's about. Yeah. Santa Claus is a murderer. Yeah. Now, this is Silent Night, Deadly Night, as we begin a mini Christmas season of With Gorley and Rust. Mm-hmm. And the way that we thought this would work, because originally we were going to do a full season of holiday films, which we will yeah. get to. You've got, you know... Uh, well, with the New Year's Evils, yes. you got your uh, April Fool's Dazes. My Bloody Valentine, yeah. Labor Day, directed by Gary Marshall or Penny Marshall. <laughs> I saw okay. I saw Valentine's Day in the theater. It was pretty. It was a fun night, fun day out. It was a bad day. I believe it. I mean, Gary Marshall might be the king of cozy. Oh yeah. Is there a cozier movie than Overboard? No, no. Mm-mm. A double feature of cozy would be Overboard and uh, Mr. Mom. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because oh, they're yeah. both like domestic. Yeah. kids, parents mm. having a fun time now. Speaking of kids and parents, and I don't mean to be open up all the tabs here on the yeah. internet browser. Somebody here <laughs> recently became a parent, a father. Congratulations, Matt. Thanks. Uh, uh, congratulations to you and Amanda. You, you both of you are, uh, the parents of a of a beautiful baby girl. Thank you so much. Uh, you, you, she got to meet you even in her sleep. She'll meet you in her wake a little bit later. Yeah. We're about a little over five weeks in now, so things are just now starting to finally yeah. we can take a slight bit of breath. Wow, you know? that's great. Yeah, she's beautiful, and uh, yeah, Matt brought me in so I could see her when she was uh, napping, and we were whispering. And I wonder if our whispers. Came into her dream and they might have. And she was like, Who's this demi who yeah. just walked into my dream here? We whispered her the whole plot of Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> but not Silent Night, Deadly Night. No. That would traumatize us. <laughs> uh, uh, well, congratulations. Uh, you guys are going to be, I mean, you're already killing it. You're amazing. Parents. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's thrilling. I'm. I'm on cloud night. She gave her first like legitimate smile today mm-hmm. and kind of laugh yeah. and it was mind bending. Yeah. It really was. So oh. it's truly a thrill. It's nice to have you as a kind of role model ahead of this and mm-hmm. Mary as a future big sister. Yes. And, yes, yes. It's very yes, exciting. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, and it's funny because uh, I do feel, yeah. I mean, it is a little apro ho 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 that uh, we're now both parents as we watch uh, we watch this movie that <laughs> outraged parents in the year of 1984 <laughs> and and I think a lot of those parents were outraged just at the concept they didn't see the movie we'll get into this but yeah, yeah that's a first, it's a tough watch up front on this movie yeah yeah i'll say yeah. i mean uh i mean what's your was this your first time seeing it was this your oh yeah okay yeah i don't think i've seen any of these Christmas movies we've been toying around. I guess oh. we should talk about what we're going to do with this season. Right. See, initi- Tis the season Tis to talk season about Because <laughs> <laughs> initially, and we had announced this on the Patreon prior to this, we decided, oh, we'll save Black Christmas, like the mm-hmm. classic Christmas slasher, for the full run of holiday 
that full season. So Silent Night, Deadly Night's always been out there in the ether. Thought that's got a tidy sequel because we we knew we had about time for Christmas movies before we could get Mm. to the Scream season in time for Scream 2021, 2022 to come out. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. That's what you were about to say. Uh, We were going to be doing this big extended holiday season, but then we were like, oh, Scream's coming out. So we're doing a... Christmas focused, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not all holiday focused. Yeah. Mini yeah. season, I guess. Mini season. Which yeah. means we had to figure out which ones we were going to do. So we thought we'd do Silent Night, Deadly Night, part one and two. And then each Paul and I would pick one. Right. But then we didn't realize this that apparently Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two is basically just a clip show of the first movie. Right. Yeah. And after, frankly, after watching the first one, I was like, I got enough. Of that I think that world, <laughs> yes. So we decided we're not going to do part two of Silent Deadly Great. Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And the way we're going to figure out what that third potential movie is going to be is Paul and I will now reveal which our picks are going to be. Mm-hmm. And if any of them double over, <laughs> if if either of us pick one that the other one wanted, that will become the number the second movie, if that makes sense. Yes. And then if there isn't an overlap, we'll go down our list until one is overlapped and that will become the fourth movie or you know I love it that's really fun okay okay so do you want to so we're doing this movie today Silent Night Deadly Night that's right next week will be whatever one overlaps I guess it doesn't matter what order it goes in but do you have your choice that that you're no matter what we're gonna do this I, I think I do, yes. Unless, I know I do. I know I do. Okay. Not I think, I know. Wait, I guess I should clarify. So let's say you choose one, and I, unless that was my number one choice, it won't be the alternate pick. Right. I think, yeah, if you you have yours in your mind. I'm making, I'm, I'm <laughs> really struggling between two. Because one's kind of a wild card, and one's <laughs> one that I'm very interested in. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I would think if both of our locked-in first choices are the same, then th- what you're saying is they automatically, that becomes the next movie. I think, I don't know if this is cheating, but I think I'm going to tailor my choice based on what you pick. Just oh, tone-wise. Perfect. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'll share mine? Yeah. Okay. I would like to watch the... Uh, uh, from the year of 1997, Jack Frost. That was one of my picks. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad I'm you're so getting what you want glad. this Christmas. I'm so glad you chose that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then, uh, wow. Great. Uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so let that, I guess, if you want to shape your choice. Yeah. Okay. Then, then my choice is going to be. Christmas Evil. Right on. That was my second. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then do we just start doing our second picks? Yeah. The, the, Christmas Evil and this other one were the other, my one tied for two. two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right. So let me order my next choices. So that means week one, this one, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Week two, TBD. Or is that or maybe we Jack should, Frost? Yeah. Or maybe. is that Christmas Evil? I get. Let's find out what this third move, fourth Great. movie is, and then we can pick. Then, when, then we sequence them. Okay. Like a like a band making their track list. Yes. All right. I think I have. Dave Grohl says you can't do "Come as You Are" before uh, 
uh, something in the way. Heart-shaped box? <laughs> he was wrong. I don't know. <laughs> this was the stupidest part of the podcast. Hey, the point is we're back. Yeah, we're back. So come on, stay with us. <laughs> By the way, thank you for abiding us our break this long. Oh, you know, yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. Uh, uh, well, and then, uh, oh, when we said we're back, we could say it like the, uh, Carol Ann oh, and yeah. Poltergeist 2. We're, we're back. back. Oh, that probably terrified everyone. Oh, it did. I remember uh, it. Also, you could do it like um, uh, the nerd in the Revenge of the Tur- Nerds 2 uh, oh, teaser yes. sequel. Oh, that's right. He also did some We're Back. And what did, didn't he then do his laugh or something? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty spectacular trailer. If you that was good. Oh, thank you. If you uh, if you watch the trailer, they like recreate the poltergeist. Like, oh, that's right. Like they're in the room, and it seems like a legit poltergeist sequel. And then it's revealed that it's a Revenge of the Nerds. All about that. Uh, it's not available on any DVDs. Like Nerds in Paradise. No, the uh, the, um, the trailer. That trailer, like it's on YouTube and kind of like a funky version because oh. it never was. Properly released There's outside a lot of theaters. Of that with, like it's hard to find Revenge of the Nerds because it it went away for a while. I think maybe now it's on HBO Max. Or oh, something. the actual movie itself. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they were talking about it for um the Canon uh, mm. uh yes podcast. They were talking about Revenge of the Nerds, that, yeah. and they were, had a hard time finding how to watch Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Because it was only available on DVD, and only one video store in all of Los Angeles yeah. had it, which yeah. is says something really kooky about physical media these days, doesn't it, man? Yeah, it sure does. Oh boy, oh boy, Kookarama, <laughs> Kookaroo. So, so there's the, with those other titles. Or do we just go through the titles and we go? I think you just name your next pick. Okay, and then I will on the honor code. Like if mine coming up is going to be that. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So my next pick was um, P two. It takes place on Christmas Eve, and it's with a uh, 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 oh yeah, a Wesley. Uh, um, what's his name um, from American Beauty? West Bentley, and uh, a woman on Christmas Eve uh, is at work. Then she goes down to her car and parked in P two. Oh wow! And there's a kind of a weirdo parking attendant there okay. who becomes a little obsessed with her. And have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay, and I, uh, I don't think I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember it was me. It was fun. Okay, <laughs> maybe we don't do P two. Don't feel like we have to do. Well, P2. don't worry about that. Okay. That was your choice. Okay, okay. okay. my choice is eyes wide shut. Oh, let's do that. Yeah? Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's not your typical horror movie, but psychological. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's great. Okay. But, what, and, and we just, we love talking movies and that's a fun yeah. movie to talk about. And what a what a variety, what a grab bag we have here. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Christmas Evil. You could put those two in your classic, like there's, we got half classic slasher. Bad, bad Santas. Yeah. Non, non-Billy Bob, Bad, bad Santas. Santas. And then we've just got a bad movie and Bad Snowman. He, yeah. And uh, Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. Which, by the way, Paul F. Tompkins is in Jack Frost. But or no, cut, I think he's, he's in the Keaton one. Is that not what this is? No. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have clarified. (laughs) What am I thinking of? Well, it's the same title and it's like, oh, it's wrong of them, of the Michael Keaton one, because it was so close to the, uh, 
the horror movie Jack Frost. I'm still excited. To, hold okay, on, so this up. I, oh my god! That's once hilarious. in high school, I went over to a house where people were having like a party, and Jack Frost was on, and we watched a half hour about of it. And I was like, "This movie rules!" And of, I never of got the to, Jack Frost you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And I never got to finish it. Um, so <laughs> I thought maybe that would be a good opportunity. To, <laughs> this is, you got to bring full closure. But I'm glad this got clarified because I wouldn't want people to watch the Michael Keaton, Jack Frost and get. And, what's well, the Jack? What's the one with Martin short? That's Santa Claus three. But he plays Jack Frost. Um, In that. Yes, he does. Okay. Oh, can I tell you something uh, real quick about the uh, um, Santa Claus 3? Yeah. Can we open up the Santa Claus 3 tab real quick sure before we hit the X? Uh, um, so, Santa Claus 3, I think, came out the same weekend or the weekend after of Borat. Oh. And I remember looking at the billboard for Santa Claus 3 and seeing martin short on it who's just the living genius right yeah and i see him and i go oh i wonder how he feels borat is like at the time it was just this like game changing right comedy will be different for the rest of time now that borat has hit the scene that was like the vibe and then and i was like oh but martin short he did sctv he's a genius How's he feel? He's in Santa Claus three, and his face is up on billboards for Santa Claus three when Borat's out. It's and just, he had done Jiminy Glick, which is kind of prototypical Borat. Oh, right on. Yeah, right on, Gorley. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I had that experience to like two, three years later, and uh, Bruno is released the same weekend as I Love You, Beth Cooper. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm getting so the experience of uh, like a radical comedy that people are excited about and a Santa Claus 3 level. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, come on. Santa Claus 3, I prefer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but it was funny. I was like, oh, I, you ponder sometimes what Sony's experience is. And yeah. Like, but it's uh, actually different because I ain't no Martin Short. So uh, that's, that's also, and I never got the experience of co-starring with Tim Allen. Don't <laughs> sell yourself short. <laughs> uh, do you like Tool Time? Do I? Have I even seen it? <laughs> uh, so now does this seem familiar to you? Uh, no, absolutely not, but I'm thrilled. Um, the video cover was a hologram where like, you would move it and the yeah, because snowman head would turn to an evil. I could snow. see yeah. that clear, like lenticular kind of. Yes, thing. thank is you. Is yeah. the, is the Jack Frost killer in this movie CG? E yeah. Wow. Uh, I and mean, the only actor I recognize I, is Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, weird. Pre American Pie. Is too. it? This is ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, American Pie. I think it was ninety nine. So <laughs> Jack Frost is head of the curve. Uh, I think he might be puppet sometimes, though, oh, too. even better. I, I'm so thrilled about this. I really am. And, you know, someday if we want to cover Jack Frost, the Michael Keaton movie, we can do a commentary or something. It, it is really funny, though, Matt, that, like, we... <laughs> you chose 
I chose Jack Frost and you chose Eyes Wide Shut. Like they couldn't be further apart in terms of the spectrum <laughs> of quality or <laughs> this is gonna be a hell of a season and I am very excited about it. Well, you know, it's like the gifts you get on Christmas morning. Yeah. Sometimes you get uh the Death Star, sometimes you get socks. <laughs> Wait, I don't know which is which in this case, but <laughs> yeah, or a, a Death Star that could hold your socks. I think that'd be cool, like a little a oh. sock caddy that looks like the Death Star. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> a little, little ball. Um, so this was your. Well, I'm very excited for those four, and then I'm very excited for then we go into Scream. Yes, we um, take a week off, and then we go Scream one through four. And then the new one comes out and we'll cover that. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Oh, that reminds me also in the Patreon, we talked about the new Halloween movie. That's right. We did a, right. Yeah, so a whole episode yeah. on Halloween Kills that's yeah. just on Patreon. We think we'll cover it yeah. You know, again when the next film comes out yeah. and ends next year, which is also theoretically when we should be receiving that season back in our oh, right on. property, in our, yeah, in our possession cool. that could probably go up on patreon as well and um i think that's it. oh we should mention we're also on the documentary on shutter uh behind the monsters yeah yeah we're on the michael myers episode i think we'll probably show up on a few if uh, yeah. maybe at least the freddy i mean jason one yeah we recorded those i think um not fully early on in covid uh, yeah height of covid though i think height of covid yeah 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 um uh and that was really fun we had such a good time we did yeah. the great phil nobile yeah and, uh thanks yeah. to phil for bringing us in check us out on there and so what order do you want to do these films in then um well and then another question i had was mm-hmm. uh um uh, oh first of all i want to say uh uh the um in Ghostface We Trust with Gorley and Rust. I already texted you. I love that as a title. It's perfect. Wait, In Ghostface We Trust with Ghostface and Rust. Yes, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, that, uh, uh, no, I like mine being not funny at all uh, or clever. Uh, uh, but um, is there uh, like a a sub or, or a mini something that clarifies the um, – not clarifies – collects the Christmas, the four Christmas movies and the four screams, like silver screams. Oh, that's nice. No, that's bad. But like, you know, uh, you take silver bells, then you take scream and you make it silver screams. It's pretty good. Silver, like silver scream. But just use it more as like a formula or equation (laughs) for for more, for other ideas. I I don't want to get. All I can think of is like the eight, Nights of Hanukkah, but technically this will be nine, four right. Christmas movies and five Scream movies. Right. Nine, yeah. Using um, nine as maybe Or a, maybe the Christmas thing is its own thing. The four. Let's make it its own thing. Okay. Because we do have to figure this out because I feel like um, the people who listen to the show do take classification uh, uh, seriously. As well they should. I think as we well too. as yeah. we do too. Yeah. We love a good a branding concept. So does this count? Does the four Christmas movies count as it? I know it's a mini season, but then when in the world, when we like number, oh, we did that season, we yeah. did that. Does that count as a full? I think number? so. Great. Yeah, okay. Why not? Maybe. Yeah. Cause I think if you're getting down to three films, then you're really pushing it to call it a season. Right. But four but is four. 
You know what's good about it too with the four is like the um, you know I grew up Catholic with the Advent calendar, um, oh. uh, or the the Advent weeks. Yeah, you, you light the Advent ca- Advent candles. It's a wreath with four candles. Oh, one well, there for you each. go. Yeah, so it's our Advent. So one for each week. One for each week of Christmas up until. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. So this is the and the third week is a different it? color. Like uh, it's either three of the candles are pink. And one is purple or Why the is reverse. No clue. Well, that's definitely the Jack Frost week. <laughs> <laughs> so week three is the Jack Frost week. That's the purple candle week. Or is Jack Frost more in line with the other two and Eyes Wide Shut is the is the outlier? I don't know. I wonder if it's because that's the week. Would it be December 25th is the week that Jesus, um, baby Jesus was actually born? So maybe we could like, yeah. I'm curious. Ice White Shut might be the outlier. Yeah, and the the way we most want to celebrate Christmas that week. Yeah, I'm good with whatever you like. Okay, well, I just wanted to figure out what the number and ordering system was, and yeah. then so the the screen movies are their own season yeah. as well. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, and now so to go back to your question, the order. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you you feeling? Well, I'd say we've got a slasher. I I don't know a lot about Christmas Evil, but I get the feeling it's it's tonally closer to Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, do we want to space that out a little bit? I think we should space that out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, should that be week three? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Christmas Evil is week three. Yeah, we got that. Okay. And do we want to close on Kubrick or... Frostovich. <laughs> I'm good either way. Oh boy. <laughs> Damn. I don't know that we've ever had this much dead air on the podcast I, where we seriously think about it here. Because, well, let's just we'll talk this out. This is how I feel. Yeah, this is important. We can't just we can't just decide this willy nilly. <gasps> Eyes wide shut is the different experience. So it's like between two slasher Santa movies. Do I want the different experience? Mm-hmm. Do I want Eyes wide shut number two because it shifts up that way? We don't have three episodes in a row of kind of like fun trash, right? Or do you right. do three weeks of fun trash and you end on the the mint uh, movie? That's a good question. Do you have a preference? What does your heart say? No, that's like what's so tough about it, Gorley, is just like deciding between these two. <sighs> okay, I'm going to decide. Okay. If it's okay. Take it. I think spiritually <laughs> it'll feel better if we do three fun trashies and end with the uh, uh, eyes wide shut. Great. Okay. I love it. That way we can like, oh, you know what it's like? It's like you, you just kind of stick to the sweets before you go to the savory. You stick yeah. to the savories a little bit before you go to the Why sweets. Why did you just call them three fun trashies? I like that. Three fun trashies and then some vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in some ways, the um, vegetables taste way better than 
the the yeah. candy and trash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. very exciting. Very exciting. And I love that you uh, offered up uh, Eyes Wide Shut there. Well, That's... I was, I knew you'd probably like it. I didn't know how well it might go over as a horror movie, but I think, you know, we got to. It's spooky. Gotta it's scary. It fresh. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's not like we're. Same when Harry met Sally or something. No, but like we it's might. different. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we're already trying to angle for Mr. Mom, so <laughs> give us a break. <laughs> well, should we get right into Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984? Yes. This is uh I was always very familiar with the poster. Oh, I mean, that might be the thing about this movie is the poster and the video box. Yeah, like like so many movies of this time, they sell you on the poster, put all their resources into a Mm -hmm. good poster, and then there you go, get you in the door and bait and switch. Do you remember the uh, video box for, I think it was called Dark Roses? But it was about like an evil rock band. But it was... Let me look this up. um, I was recently listening to... um, uh, if people are interested, Eli Roth has a podcast uh, that came out a few years ago, uh, I believe called History of Horror. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. And they talk about, uh, it's really great, uh, just really, he gets great people talking. Um, uh, but one of them is with uh, Quentin Tarantino, and they both talk and laugh about how in video stores, the box that was bigger... Oh, and like yeah. had more glitz to it, the worse the movie inside the box was. But um Black Roses is Black that? Roses. Yeah. But the Whoa. Yeah, if you do VHS or something, the cover was like um it was like not embossed, but it was like it came out like you if you ran your hand down yeah. it, you would feel the like It was embossed, I think. That's, yeah. Yeah. Is that the word to yeah. use? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember it? I, I don't. I remember some were like that. Yeah. I don't remember this. I, this looks vaguely familiar to me. It feels like we should cover this movie at some point. This looks incredible. Well, especially since we like um, uh, 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 rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The picture of is this guy. Black Roses 1988. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, just to give another shout out to a podcast, I was reminded about Black Roses uh, on the Pure Cinema Film ah. podcast, the New Beverly podcast that is excellent. And it was a, um, they did their, uh, they picked uh, their movie marathons uh, for horror movies. Oh. And one of them was uh, Black Roses. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a yeah. winning future potential <laughs> yes. film. So you saw this through the poster and the video. I was very vi- yeah. aware of this. Yeah, this poster. Did you see the poster in a video store? It was like in a movie theater. Did you? I think probably video store, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And just at that same time when any horror movie video cassette cover just, just caught your interest and you couldn't let it go. And it you fill in the blanks and it was so powerful. And yeah. often the movies were such a letdown. And, you know. Well, you're making, you know, as you were saying that, like, I hadn't thought about this, but you know, like the, um, with the drive-in movies, like the Roger Corman ones, it would be like, they would come up with a title and a poster and then yeah. make the movie for it right. because it was just like the appeal of what they could get people buying a ticket. But like, uh, um, with video cassette boxes, it was like cutting out the middleman even more. You could get the hit of the poster sooner. Yeah. Like it was like, the 50s or 60s or so you'd see the poster you'd be like okay now i'm gonna wait and then go see the movie but like they had such a, a 
hand in our pockets pulling oh, our money yeah. out. Just like all you had to do was take that box and then bring it up and be like, I want that picture to be in my TV. And it makes sense that that's the rise of the amazing posters because right. the only thing going to get you to rent that movie like a book with a cover is is the best VHS cover is going to get you to take that to the counter. To yes. rent it. Nothing to do with the movie, really. That is so funny. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we, we've talked before about how a great score can save a horror movie yeah. or, or like really heighten it and make it seem better than it is. But in some ways, yeah, if you just put your money in the poster, like you're like, oh, we'll make our money back. That's how this movie did it. <laughs> I mean, that poster is, uh, I mean, I saw, I, the, the video I think came out in 86 yeah. and, um, not to say because I saw it, then that means it was 1986, but it was like in the new releasey section. But I went in the video store with my, it's like, I think my first, like, one of my earliest video rental memories. And like, looking up, and my sister Amy with was with me, and she was like, oh, don't look at that, don't look at that. Oh, and like flipped it. And of course, after that, it's all about how can I look at that? And I couldn't at that visit. You couldn't even get away. Like, I'm going to go. Because uh, it was up on a top shelf, too. Like, Muppets. I couldn't like flip it back over. But I knew what it was. And so I just like, wait and bided my time until oh I got God. back oh, into a video I store and so then looked at it. And I was like, oh, I know why Amy didn't want me to see this. This is terrifying. So, But what did you think? Did you, were you just like. It was Santa could kill. How old were you? I was, so I would have been like five or six. Yeah. This is what those mothers were talking about with this movie when they formed that coalition cram or whatever it is, like (laughs) citizens against movie madness. Movie madness. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. And like in total uh, 80s fashion, like their eyes were bigger than their stuff. Like they gave it that name because they were, like, we know there's going to be more crap we want to take on. Yeah. So we're just going to call it movie madness. And then uh, it dried up after. So I, I, yeah. that felt satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they the reasons for it were like, uh, uh, it'll confuse. That seemed to be the big argument that will like fundamentally confuse a kid into thinking that Santa will hurt them. Right. I have to say, of all these historical, you know, like puritanical societies of parents, mm-hmm. this is the one that I get. And I, I'm yeah. not even saying it's like coming from the right place. And I'm sure these people were insufferable prudes, but you can imagine, like, because a kid, Santa Claus is all good, and it's it's tough enough. Santa's got to deal with the naughty and nice guilt yeah. thing, <laughs> right. and and that plays heavily into this yes. movie too. <laughs> but yeah, to think that the the beneficent right Santa Claus could wield an axe—he's already home invading. Oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and the thought that he might not be there to give you presents, but to kill you with an axe—that he would use his powers for for bad. Yeah, I and yeah, and I it. did hear that the trailers were like the commercials were airing on TV during like three's company and stuff. Yeah. And like uh, weekend day sports games and stuff <laughs> like that, where kids could just be sitting there. And then I think it's like, I agree with you that it's like, uh, that is a time where people can circle the wagons and be like, we don't want a movie out there like that. Getting yeah. into people's brains or let's figure out a way to, that it, kids can't see a commercial like that during prime time. Um, 
And along with that, it's like, you know, sometimes with outrages about movies, then you actually watch the movie. You watch Fritz the Cat, and you're mm-hmm. like, what those people all twisted up about this? Pretty Not tame. Me. I was like, wow, <laughs> bonkers, man. <laughs> Kitty boobs. That is hardcore. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, With Silent Night, Deadly Night, it isn't tame. Like, if then people went and saw that movie, it is also like a vicious, nasty, cruel, misanthropic like movie. It's dark, yeah. And and also manages to be kind of misleading because I think I thought I was in for a slasher movie where you don't know like the mask based like there would be the beard, you wouldn't see the person. I never knew we were gonna get this long backstory, which at first is very sympathetic, and it yeah. basically ends up just being this almost like mix of psycho and Halloween and even Rob Zombie's Halloween where sister Margaret is like the Loomis figure. Yes. And the kids yeah. Right. Sees thought, yeah. Like sex wrapped up in his parents murder and, and like topless mom getting murdered and Oh man. <laughs> it's just, I just thought this movie was going to be like, it's a great concept that, a Santa slasher, a faceless Santa slasher comes into your home at Christmas and a home invasion and kills people. I didn't know there was going to be like a revenge story. Right. Yeah. And, and such a work to show how he was shaped to be a killer Santa. Yeah. I mean, I would think in some ways, like these people who made this movie had never actually watched. If they weren't having certain moments and kills that like, openly ripped off Halloween and stuff. I would just think like they never watched any of them and just assumed what a holiday themed and would be like, well, the first uh, 40 minutes is the origin story of how the person became the kid. It's like zombies. Halloween. It's similar. similar, Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that was the Halloween movie. They were most ripping off. Yeah. Uh, But then also the, um, that zombie script had been sitting around for a while because that's why we said it It was written by a 12 year old boy. Zombie wrote it when he was 12 (laughs) in 83. After he's, uh, (laughs) Uh, like the, um, I thought like the, um, like the, you know, trying to show his like psychological like motivations, like it made what is like subtext in all slasher movies, like front and center, which is the idea of like, like it's, it's kind of interesting in Halloween, like sort of in Friday 13th, but never with Jason, uh, a little bit with his mom, the implication, like, I don't like that you had sex. So you're going to get punished for it. This movie just like makes that completely blatant which is so weird to put that on top of the fact that he's got enough of a motivation already of his parents being murdered by santa claus like you don't need the other part or and you also don't need then the grandpa it's such a funny weird it's such a funny hat on a hat like where it was like he i think this kid just needs one thing he's got to tip him over he's got three hats like falling off his head to uh he's kind of got a fourth hat too in that Andy the stock boy takes his girl kind of yeah that guy Andy's real sleaze yeah. uh the uh but the yeah so I feel like it's a also an outlier as a slasher movie in that like 
yeah, the like showing the person for a half hour, 40 minutes to, and then you see his face the whole time. Yeah, that was He's also really wholesome looking. Yep. Like there's so many choices that are not what slasher movies usually do. And then, uh, and then the other thing that's weird about it too, is like, there's no final girl. Like at the end, you're kind of following around that one cop around the, like the schoolhouse and yeah. stuff. It's like, it's like so this is the person we most care about. Mother Superior is the final girl sitting there in the wheelchair. Is she going to live or not? Oh, Mother Superior. Uh, will she live as the a cop open fires <laughs> into a room of children at the end? I didn't even think of that. And he shoots that guy right in the lower back, right a level with the kid's heads. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it cuts out to the like wide shot of like Santa point over, I love those kid extras because oh, yeah. you clearly it was just like, hey, what local Utah kids want to come out and waste twelve hours of this insane movie? But like when that Santa falls over after you get shot, there's a kid on a couch who's just like sitting there, like kind of like bored. <laughs> Like, in what world for that kid where you see Santa shot down in front of you, you just kind of, like, stare? Another day at the Utah's school for orphan children. School for orphan children. Call me when the Easter Bunny lives. I've seen it all. Uh, What is it with Utah and its weird little, like... Enclave of horror. Yeah, like flirtation with a horror movie. Like a little... little th- we How got, many Halloweens were shot there? Two I think or three. two, two or three. And then uh, we got... um. Yeah, I, I actually wrote that down in my notes. I was like, ooh, back to Utah for yeah. with Gorley and Russ. The last time we were here was Halloween. Yeah. Um, And it is funny, yeah, because um, it seems like a little bit more of a wholesome state than the others. For sure. So the fact that they're making these crazy, bloody violent I know it's slasher weird. movies. I wonder if it is kind of like actually I know there is a a fairly robust Mormon filmmaking community in mm. Utah now. I don't know if there was back then, but I wonder if there was if there's a kind of like here's a way to get out some repression or something like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh that would be funny if um uh like e- Brigham Young would often tell tales of the macabre. <laughs> Uh, well you know so after i saw that video box uh then i really wanted to see the movie my whole life sure and so then like around fifth or sixth grade rented at a friend's sleepover um that assault rape of the mom while the baby's crying in the back seat and the kid watching that was a trip to see in like middle school. Like I was like I'll fifth bet. or sixth grade. I'll bet it was a trip to see now because the only noise of a baby crying I can think of is my newborn daughter. And just to see a kid with actual tears, I already had a weakness for children being sad. Just, I, I get yeah. even in, Fictional context is just tough for me to take it. Well, I don't like it in movies when yeah, a kid's crying because a kid is actually crying. That's no, not who, you're, a baby you going a psychopath like psychopath to, to like that. <laughs> right, you would have to be a psychopath to yeah. like that. I also, but I do like to imagine a baby who's who is method. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to think about the time I was hungry. 
sad. I was sad about being hungry. Okay, I'm gonna cry now. I'm gonna use that to elicit tears. Uh, can we get we we need to take twenty for uh, little Lonnie to go back to his trailer? He says he wants to get colicky. Uh, and then prepare some gripe water for after, please. A, a martini. Oh, he wants some gripe water up in a glass with dirty, dirty gripe water. You see, like a, a stranger on set one day with the baby. They're like, "Why is he with him?" It's like that baby has colic, and he like is using it as like a resource. Like, what? What did you do? How did you pick up the fork when you had the colicky? When you were colicky. <laughs> <laughs> Before the scene, I want you to come over here with a little bulb syringe and suck some boogers out of my nose, okay? Or, or did you guys not to tangent? This is a tab. Uh, Jessica tangent. Tech, this never existed when I was a kid, but we've been gifted this by no less than at least two people. The little gas relief flutes. Have what? you? What? This may have come along even after Mary. Gas relief it, flutes. These little, like, almost like treat. one end is like the width of a thermometer, but it's hollow. And you put it in the baby's butt and it has a little reed so that you know if gas escapes, you get a little <laughs> to relieve the baby. Which in theory is a great idea, but I can't do it. Uh, Why do only babies get this? I thought about this. This would be before. an amazing party trick. Well, you, we've got a box full of them if you'd like. <laughs> Actually, you don't. I already found them in there in my car. <laughs> I've gone through half the box. You leave and I just hear this like whole symphony of... <laughs> John Philip Sousa march going on in my car. <laughs> and I'm holding two tacos Just munching on tacos <laughs> Crunch The method baby For some reason I just picture The baby from Roger Rabbit That He's a little baby yeah. Herman. Oh I love method baby <laughs> Baby I studied at Stella Adler <laughs> uh, well, uh, so Marlon uh, brand new. <laughs> Marlon, brand new. <laughs> that is so good. Brand new to the world, brand new to life. Yeah, Robert. Uh, D D newborn. To newborn, Robert. To newborn. That's perfect. That is so good. Oh, Daniel Day. Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Daniel Day teething. It's <laughs> terrible. Toothless. Daniel Day toothless. Daniel Day toothless. Oh I knew God. there was a tooth thing that I was trying to. Al Pach Al. Uh, um. And again, these are our most famous yes. method baby actors. Yes, if you're not clear. Um, Al. Per inch those cheeks. I'll pinch you. Help. I can only think of one similar to one we've already done. Well, and I'm. Oh, what? What is it? 
Al Pacino teeth <laughs> yet. Apparently, uh, Google thinks uh, method is mainly practiced by men. Yeah. Um, but because I think women are too smart for that, <laughs> like selfish bullshit. <laughs> yes, Stella Adler is the. Um, no, Stop. she didn't do method. Stella Rattler. She focused on the memory recall oh, aspect yeah, of okay. the method. I so guess yeah, it was Lee Strasberg. Lee Strasberg is the. I thought Stella Adler is like. You have the capacity for imagination. You don't need to rely on method stuff. Maybe uh, and then, I just threw out a name. No, I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Hillary Swank. Oh, really? These are apparently, this is what Google's telling me, our method. Kate. Uh... <laughs> uh Charlize Theron, Natalie Portman. Nal Natalie Portchild. <laughs> that is perfect. Port girl. Port girl. <laughs> oh, well. That was really good. <laughs> that, was, that was good. It's good to be back. I'll say that much. Oh, it's great to be out. Yeah. I love being back. <laughs> now. Oh, oh, sorry. I was yeah. going to finish my journey. Oh, anyway, I saw it at the sleepover. Oh, right. right. Freaked me out. Then really kind of a perennial rental through mm. high school and college ah. and uh, saw it at the New Beverly. I think I saw it at the New Beverly one night with uh, the first time I saw Black Christmas. Oh, I've never seen that either. And it was a fun, yeah, getting to see both of those in a theater with people wow. was a blast. I bet that was good. And that might have been the last time I saw it. When was that, would you say? That was like 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and so... Last night when I was watching, the thing I was struck by was like, oh, this is definitely the best I've ever seen. And I like ran it on iTunes and it just looked yeah. good. Um, Although, it, did yours have the yes. yeah the restored, not restored footage, but... I looked it up later and they had to pull it from like a video or yeah, something because they didn't definitely have, tell. And that was so, the stuff they cut for ratings originally? Yeah. In some ways, I just wish they hadn't included it because yeah, it, it was like distracting how yeah. bad it looked. Um, but outside of that, that was the best it I had ever seen. Yeah. Now, have you seen any of the sequels? Because I know we talked about the second one, but apparently Mickey Rooney was one of the vocal critics of this and then ends up being in part five. <laughs> also, Maude Adams is, I think, is in part four, who's Octopussy from- Whoa. Yeah. Which is so weird because this first one doesn't isn't like relying on star power. No, the only recognizable person is the Santa Killer in the original, and you would just recognize him as a character actor from like The Sting. And oh, he's got a real he he looks like one of the Warner Brothers cartoons like gangster guys. You know, <laughs> I I think I I feel like I recognized um, the toy shop. Oh owner. yeah, yeah, he's from Weird Science. He's, he's the, the dad. Yeah, the, he's, or the visiting. He's Anthony Michael Hall's dad. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. can't like they forget he forgets him. Yes, that's right. Yeah. He's pretty funny in this, and I don't know exactly how I mean that. I mean, when he is drunk, that is like some of the best community theater oh, level you're not kidding. acting. That's the best drunk. way to put it. Yeah. Well, that would have killed in community theater. Like he would have been. Everybody's like, oh, he's the the comedic darling of the you know Tustin Footlighters. <sighs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> it is the best how every community theater has there's one person who everybody's yeah. like he or she is the star oh yeah and like they are like i remember there was like laura about one person who's like 
she does the it was this it was like she does the perfect drunk character if you see her do it and the way she does it is she's trying not to seem drunk some people just play drunk but she's doing yeah that was always a big lore about bonnie doll yeah bonnie doll could could was really funny we used to go three three of us mark mcconville was one of them and then would rotate i think do improv once a year at this tiny opera house in Reedley, California, which was this tiny German Mennonite town. Whoa. And they had a community theater there. And there was this group of community players and they had the guy that was like the funny guy, this like middle-aged guy <gasps> who was the pharmacist. And his name was like Frank Weeby or something <laughs> like that. And he was the most like uh, offensive, like misogynistic, <laughs> racist. And he had a, a cooler, you know, like a like you double handed cooler, like you take to like a tailgate party oh, sure. uh-huh. that two people carry. Yeah, but it was a scooter, and you could sit on it and drive it. Around. Oh my god, <laughs> this guy's a king! And he like always played like drag roles, but not like Lady Bracknell in Importance of Being Earnest, but instead like Mrs. Willoughby's d- dirty work at the crossroads <laughs> melodrama or whatever. It was he was. Oh, rough and he God. always wanted to be like hey i do comedy too let's the four of us you know and he'd just oh. say the worst things and he was always like oh like he'd want to hop up on stage with you guys or and, just uh, or like just, just bang elbows yeah, and like yeah. like make lewd comments at women and then go like go for a high five and you're just like oh god i was gonna joke i was like oh i bet this mennonite community loved when you guys went blue <laughs> He he would go bluer than us. Maybe it's like the 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 Mormons making horror movies. The Mennonites yeah. just do filthy raunch comedy. That's their room spring hour. They get once a year they get to go out and just make their own porkies. Blue. Yes, <laughs> and like do Andrew Dice Clay routines word for word. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Muffet sat <laughs> on my face. Oh no! I smoke from around my head. <laughs> Could you help me twist my arm? I have rake elbow, so I can't get it all the way. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, Gordley, we haven't talked about it. Uh, congrats. My mind was blown uh, uh, seeing the uh, James Bond actors miming voice. Oh, yeah. Isn't that Lip syncing cool? a, a, a super ego sketch. That was so cool. Yeah. A Bond sketch, no less. Yes. That's, there's this sketch that's been around forever that we did on Super Ego where I play M and Jeremy plays Roger Moore's Bond. And it's how British am I? I'm just like needing to have his ego filled about how British he is. But the guy who's in No Time to Die who plays Logan Ash, very funny actor, Billy Magnuson, has done yeah. a ton of other things. He and Jimmy Simpson were uh, lip syncing it on Instagram, but they had done that years ago. They had just retweeted oh. it. And I was such a fan of Jimmy Simpson from his Lyle, the uh, intern on David Letterman, Letterman yeah. yeah, that I remember really noting that back then. And then this time around to see that a Bond actor was, it was, yeah, it was a little bit of heaven. That's very cool. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. And it, uh, yeah, a delight. And yeah, uh, hey, who don't like Jimmy Simpson? Both those guys. Both of them. Yeah. Really Uh, good. Fine actors. Fine. And funny. Yes. Truly. Truly. Truly truly funny. And not the like, uh, okay, you're funny for an actor. For an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, 
Uh, so why was I, were we talking about lip syncing? Uh, well, I... let's close the tabs. We'll go back. Uh, I think it's the sequels. Did you see any of the sequels? Uh, you, uh, no, I think we, we were in high school, just big fans of silent night, deadly night after a while that I think it was one of those where you try to, we tried to sequel ones and it wasn't yeah. good. Um, and it could have been two or three. I remember the box for one of them was like a kid sitting in a closet full of like toys and Wonderful. they look evil or something. That might have been the Mickey five, Rudy the one. toy maker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mickey Rudy. Um, they dress him up as a toy. <laughs> he <laughs> runs around chasing people. <laughs> um, you've heard that uh, term on the on sets, right? What the? Um, uh, I don't know if it's small creep or little creep. But when a camera has to do a little creep, like on a dolly, they'll call it the Mickey Rudy. Oh, no, because that's what he would do? Well, because he was a little creep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I'm not making it. That's something yeah, I heard. Somebody yeah, told me. That makes sense. We're going to do a Mickey Rooney here. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's After years in the industry, That that's how he's been honored. Martini shot and... <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Can we do a Mickey Rooney before the martini shots? <laughs> um, should we just let's dive in? Jump into SNDN. Let's just start with these titles. Like I think they they put everything into the poster and the titles. Yeah, and ran out of money, and we're like, okay, well, we still got to make this movie. Yeah, they they sold the movie based on the uh, uh, poster and the uh, animated graphics. So the wreath comes up. Yes. And it's so great because it's like Silent Night. Oh, wow. Well, well, seems like I, this could yeah, be a great movie. What's the problem? Uh, it's Christmas. I, <laughs> gra- Grandma, get, bring the kids in. <laughs> and then the most like animated. like <laughs> The most animated. Like cartoony looking blood splurt yeah. comes down to spell Deadly Night. Yeah. Um, and this is like... I think this was the last uh, year of the golden age of slashers. So it does feel a little like cynical when you see the silent night, like that lower. It almost feels. It's not campy. Yeah. 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 It's like, we got to turn the knobs, crank them as much as we can go to. Right. It does feel a bit like the movie's already been made and they're like, okay, it's marketing time. We got to amp all this up with the poster and the title. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it because all the scenes seem so amped up in their like viciousness or like in how shitty a person is. Yeah. Um, And no logo loco. None. Um, No company made this movie. No, no, no corporation. Just truly just people made this movie. It's like the baby left in the, canister outside like the police station a canister um, <laughs> what what's the thing that they a bassinet like, no i'm saying something maybe darker which is like at like a police station they'll have like a little like tub that you could drop your baby off no questions oh. asked i don't think such a thing exists it- but i was imagining like wait so the I never thought, thought. I don't think that's real. Like they just have an empty vessel out there, like a book. <laughs> what drop. was the word I used? Canister. <laughs> Canister was not a, the best choice of words. Tub. I wish I would have said tub. A plastic tub. And a little note that says "Please ring bell." Yeah, basically, that's what TriStar uh, did with this movie. They dropped yeah. it off. So TriStar was originally the distributor, which seemed like a la. 
Paramount negative pickups or whatever mm. Friday 13th and then distributes it, but they don't have to have their fingerprints on it. Right. I think TriStar must have bought it. And then that's why they dumped it so quickly. Uh, there's also a rumor that it was like because TriStar and Columbia were owned by Coca-Cola. Mm. So it was just like, we're not going to, because Coca-Cola is Santa. You know? Right. The uh, refreshes. So, yeah. yeah. Santa. Uh, but um, yeah, because there's no, I wondered if like, yeah, if TriStar disowned this, is that, I mean, somebody has to own it, but is that why we're not getting a, because buddy, I would have loved to have been able to talk about that TriStar logo yeah. with you. Will we ever get that? Is that the one I with Pegasus? I think it's Pegasus? before the Blob. That's the one with Pegasus. Yeah. And I think it's maybe before the Blob remake if okay. we ever watch that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be able to talk about it. We'll that. get to that, I'm sure. Um, Real quick, before we even get into this, just overall, where are you on Christmas as a holiday? Ooh, this great question. I I thought, I did think like, ooh, these movies are just going to let us talk about Oh, Christmas and Santa and our yeah. thoughts and feelings. How do you feel? Let me ask you first. What do you... I'm so big on Christmas. I, I think I'm the least religious person that loves Christmas the most, more than probably most <laughs> religious people. I love Christmas so, so much. Amanda calls me the Christmas king. I just... I'm already put, got Christmas music going on in the house. Perfect. Just to just kick it in. I, I don't... Yeah, the marketing's horrible and all that, the commercialism, but that exists outside of where I'm coming with this. They, you, that yeah, doesn't affect, yeah. I'm coming at this for all the right reasons and none of them to do with Jesus, <laughs> all to do with just family tradition. Mm -hmm. And now I have my own family. I love the music. I love the tr smell of the fucking trees. Yes. I love the lights. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving out one of the major words that it is. Cozy. Cozy. It's, it's a cozy, cozy, cozy holiday. Oh, God, I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. I I mean, the I grew up with Christmas, uh, and the way I could, like, at nighttime when our Christmas tree was on, and I would just, like, lay on my back on the couch oh. and, like, watch how Christmas lights would kind of, like, tinker or tinkle on and off against oh, objects and on the ceiling, magical. I would just become uh, mesmerized. Yeah. It was like, take that Pink Floyd at the Lazarium. <laughs> you got nothing on that. Oh, I didn't tell you. I would crank Floyd. <laughs> you would. You'd sink it. Yeah. I do want to hear if you've done any more sync tracks to <laughs> movies too. Yes. Uh, I'll try to figure out one for the Christmas movies. Okay. Uh, but the, um, uh, so yeah, you love Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I grew up with it, loved it because it meant, uh, getting presents. No school. No school. Uh, I grew up in Iowa, so it was snowy oh, and it was so fun. That I did not have and I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, when I saw movies and TV shows with kids in Southern California public schools who didn't have hallways that they mm -hmm. walked between, just yeah. had open air... I wanted that too. Okay. So, you know, grass is greener. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but um, when I left my home, when I was like, left my home, when I was like 19, I went to college. I would say from like college up until a year ago, just 
complete no Christmas decorations, no. I mean, I go back home and celebrate with yeah. my immediate family in in Iowa, but I really kind of got chilly toward Christmas. And then last year why, we bought why it. Do you think? Um, I think it's a, unfortunately, I'm sad to say it was a little wrapped up in my own wrestling with gotcha. religion oh, and, and understand. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was kind of like, and then also it just like, uh, you know, being a single dude, I yeah. can't like buy a candle to make my apartment smell good. Like I couldn't Take think it about from me who was a single dude. You can't. You can even buy a couple of Christmas trees. I mean, that's awesome. I think that's really perfect. No, you but you made the right choice. But I didn't. So yeah, I just couldn't <laughs> activate. And then, uh, yeah, last year, a couple years ago, we bought a Christmas tree. We put Christmas lights on. It was our house. It really warmed up the house in a nice way. We loved it. Took a long time for us to take it down because we liked it so much. Um, added another mini one in another room. Now we're talking. So we're starting to it's warm up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Warm up. It sounds to me like you're in the jacuzzi. And Eyes Wide Shut, for that matter, is a beautiful, like, I love it. It's oh, so yeah. cozy because so it's just cozy. all lit by Christmas lights. It's and, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the season. I mean, we're recording this on, what is today? November 8th? Is that uh, right? 9th? 9th. So technically, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Not even really that close what is to it? Thanksgiving. Seven weeks? Six weeks? Until yeah, Christmas. But just this, this is great. It, it it is a yeah. You're right. When people get hung up on the commercialization and stuff, it is like you know, there's other there's really important things that happen with families and friends yeah, during the, and loved I get ones. Why people don't like that? But don't let that take exactly. Christmas for you. And don't, frankly, not, this is not to you. Yeah. This is to me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let religion take Christmas yeah. from me, even though that's a hundred percent where it comes from. But I, I, I find it easier because I had Christmas before religion entered my family. So like when religion came around and everybody started attaching it to Christmas, I was like, oh, okay, but that doesn't change anything we've already agreed on. Right. Like we're still doing this thing. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Cause uh, yeah, much like um, when light bulbs in a box where the hooks get entangled, yeah. I couldn't disentangle my, yeah. Uh, Ooh, I don't know how I fully feel about the church right now. I have. That so if I aspects. engage with Christmas, am I engaging with the parts of me that I am yeah. wrestling with? Or something? I get that. I have that with other parts of religion too, and how it plays in, in family and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I go back uh, to uh, Iowa, um, I always go back to the Christmas Eve mass and it's, it mm. gives me a warm feeling. Yeah. Like I, I like it hearing people sing and stuff. And, uh, especially the late night masses where it's like all dark mm. in the church. Ooh. It's kind of like when, uh, maybe you'd have to go on an early school trip and you'd show up at school when it's like still dark Ooh. or something like would it, oh. you could have fun times like and that. Billy, the teenage Santa Claus killer. <laughs> well, I was gonna, the other question of what are your thoughts on Christmas? What are your thoughts on Santa? Um, well, you mean like how I found out that he was indeed still real? Uh, <laughs> yes. I did not I mean, know Santa wasn't real until I watched this movie. <laughs> when the grandpa started talking, you're like, now wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> that grandpa, by the way, sounded a lot like the Southern lawyer. Did you notice? <laughs> I found out about Santa, I think because I had kind of figured it out, but I was like, 
until I had yeah. proof, I wasn't sure. And I remember hounding my mom and she and my sister were sitting there and I'm like, tell me, is he real? And she kept going like, do you really want to know? Which answers every question. Like she's all hesitant and sad. I know it's a little bit like uh, if you were like in a really sad relationship and it's like, yeah. should we break up? Do you want to break up with me? Yeah. Do you really want to know? No. no. But I remember going, yes, yes, yes. And they told me, and I think I felt like I was part of the big kids club. But uh, I also remember sitting there having a serious summit on the jungle gym bars with elementary school kids going like, so we're agreed. Santa stops time. That's how he's able to do this. Like applying what we thought was grown up logic. Never, like if we could think that far and rationalize what he's doing, why would we ever not think, hey, this is all made up? You know? It blows my mind that I couldn't factor in that possibility it's that it was my parents. Powerful, willing, ignorance, powerful. Because then I even made the joke going, when I found out Santa wasn't real, like uh, like I was a little stand-up comic at home, mm -hmm. truly making a joke. Like, what am I going to find out is not what God's not net real next? You know, like as a joke. Why wouldn't I then go like extrapolate that and maybe think, hey, there's a lot of bullshit going around. America's number one. There's a lot of stuff that like, probably <laughs> hey, can certainly. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I've I thought you were going to say uh, what about what about God. I thought you were going to say, what about the Easter bunny? Because that was like how it unrolled for oh, me. Oh, yeah, like, that all fell. I found out about Santa because uh, I saw my sister open a present that I had seen in my mom's purse like the week before, <sighs> like a Wheel of Fortune Nintendo game. And I was like, wait, how did Santa get that from my mom's purse to my sister? Santa's a pickpocket? <laughs> He's a filthy pickpocket. <laughs> uh, and then I was just like, emoing it about it all oh, day no. like at my grandma we went to my grandma's then grandpa and grandma's and i was just like uh, 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 you guys lied to me and then uh this was second grade and my sister amy i remember went yeah santa's not real and uh that means the tooth fairy isn't and the easter oh. bunny but she was doing me a favor which was just like i'm gonna yeah. rip off the band-aid yeah. here but i remember when i heard that i was like oh to your extrapolation point, like the fact that I could extrapolate to the other fictional holiday characters, yeah. like that needed to be, I needed my hand held through that. Yeah. It's really kind of sad. It's I sad mean, and so wonderful about children. Yes. I mean, I was very angry about it. Really? Yeah. I think that was like the first time I remember like in child, I know it, it's, I don't, reluctant to talk about it because it's kind of like oh so sad for you everybody found out Santa didn't exist no, for you broke but your heart. I just remember kind of being like the God thing that you brought up is totally in alignment obviously I mean like everybody it was just like it was like it did help me kind of go like wait guys I'm I'm trying so hard to do the right thing like all the time. You don't have to add this other like yeah. bullshit to get me to be a good kid. Like that was like, I think what triggered something in me. You're like, give me a little credit. Trust me. Yeah. Also, if I was fucking up left and right, I understand this. But as far as I know, I've been pretty I've been, nice. been a pretty good kid. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, I just feel like it's a lot of... I still do. Like, yeah. I, I don't judge anybody, obviously, if they raise their kid believing in Santa, of yeah. course. But I do think it's kind of like, uh, 
uh, extra crap that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Like I will say my parents never, never once pulled the naughty or nice thing. They never moralized good. it. It was just this yeah. amorphous, you know, like the fun parts of it were they would take ashes and boots and put the prints in the fireplace. Yeah. And, you know, make like it that. playful. Yeah. yeah. And my parents didn't like, it wasn't like this movie where they're like <laughs> punish naughty or nice or anything like that. that I grandpa. Man. And <laughs> bad grandpa is a bad Santa. Yeah. Why he had is a he bad teacher hiding the fact that he can talk and then choosing to do the one time he talks to give this kid this message? That is so um uh uh oh also if if you think I'm dumb because I have like sensitive feelings, not you, the listener uh, uh sensitive feelings about Santa. That's fine. You can think I'm dumb. I I get it. I it's it's kind of a sense oversensitive thing. I but. think that you, you you're a kid and you you had your little heart broken and that's very understandable. You know? uh, yeah. Uh, but so anyway, sorry. The uh, but with the old ban. I mean, what's yeah? That's so scary. Like I've seen it many times, and that scene still like creeps me out. And it's the like. I think it's partly the like um that he's putting that kid in a position where he can only seem like an insane liar. It feels like the same kind of like things abusers do to kids where yeah. they're like, if you tell anybody, I'll hurt you. So they're like trapped. And yeah. that's why this the beginning of this movie is rough. And also these kids are really sympathetic and not altogether bad actors. Like even Oh right, the I kid know. With the mullet, it's hard to like sympathize with anyone with a mullet. But <laughs> that kid's pretty good. He's really good. Amazing and that Billy's eyes color changes. <laughs> he got some contacts in the orphanage. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is a really funny choice to make the kid so sympathetic. Yes, it's like crushing. It's cr- it's heartbreaking because it is a definite choice to not make him like troubled Damien kid when he's in the orphanage like there's he, he doesn't even seem to be having a it dark side it yeah. should be that because it'd be easier to swallow this movie if that were the case because you have half a movie where you completely sympathize with yeah him, and then he turns and then you like what do you do with those emotions you're like we're all we are all of us sister margaret in this movie not knowing what <laughs> and to i do. think the movie in their ham fist away is probably saying like oh what the catholic nun yeah is doing with this right or wrong that's what they do with santa he's getting led yeah. down the wrong path doubly so or something right but i think so yeah um, i mean gortley is a catholic it just pains me to say that i don't want to even bring that into people's minds that somebody could be critical. I just say, I think that was maybe part of the message. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you probably bring a perspective to that, that I'm missing, you know, uh, I didn't have, uh, I had one K through 12 at my school, just had one sister who, one nun who was my teacher in high school. And I never saw her like in the official, like get up habit thing mm. oh really yeah she would maybe wear like a one blue kind yeah, of head thing i know that one um uh and uh she was cool like i like i remember her uh once going like she was teaching us the old testament and she was like so sweetly dorky she was like i've often said that if they made a movie of the old testament it would be rated x <laughs> whoa <laughs> 
Amanda went to Catholic school too, and she always tells me about this nun teacher she had that had like a foot tattoo and a toe ring. <laughs> this California Catholics. <gasps> That's awesome. I mean, like, same with my sister. I mean, it's maybe a a, a cliche or an even a ugly generalization that I think for some people it's like I can't fit into this heteronormative mm -hmm. world. I'm gonna just say peace and become a nun yeah <laughs> seems like so yeah um but uh yeah so but no i never had the experience of like the nun who like wraps you on the knuckles or or like the mother superior yeah. here she's one bad dude and even as like caricatures of bad nuns go not even that where she i mean you even get a smile out of her at one point you know like, yeah she yeah, does yeah. have her yeah her moments yeah and, and it, i'm not justifying mother superior but. no but when the when the other sister margaret says she only wants best for you i did believe that yeah i was like the mother superior she's not like one of those people who's like i love twisted kids up into crazies she's <laughs> trying to do her best canisters on the doorstep <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me i got a Along with the adult fart flutes, <laughs> I need to <laughs> Pick get up some, some specialized baby, baby canisters. canisters. Yeah. We're fresh out. Speaking of things you can put kids in, no car seat for the baby in this movie. No. I looked that up. This movie was made in 84. 85 was the year the law came down for car seats. So they just Whoa. got this in under the wire. Just in the, because yeah, it's on the mom's lap. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then later... When the kid's asleep, the baby is in a car seat. Yeah, so I was weird. like, oh, you had a car seat. Yeah. Um, uh, I did think of you because uh, that can be a real great container for anxiety as an early parent. Am I messing up this car seat? Oh, yeah. Am I going to be the idiot, the first parent in the world who didn't install the car seat right and it killed my kid? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, That's why we just didn't even use one. <laughs> Well, and when you saw Silent Night Deadly, right? Yeah, on the lap, yeah. in the front seat. That's... Also, my car has seats. Hello. So you put uh, another chair on top of a chair. Okay. Yeah. Makes nice sense. upsell. I don't think so. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> you sell this to the next sucker who walks yeah. to the door, buddy. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, did you think the credits had a slight A-team font? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and feel. Not just, yeah. Yeah, it might have been that a, military kind of march underneath yeah, the... Yeah, uh, I mean, there was something real energy, A-team energy. The music, too, it reminded me, I would hear it and I would think of, there's an off-key, like, tinkling piano mm -hmm. music that happens in... um whenever this flashbacks happen in sleepaway camp, mm. but that's like the whole score for this movie. It yeah. Like, well, did I read a little bit about no, how I, this guy did the score? He, I think he was given a Betamax copy of the movie and he just put it on and just improvised as he watched it the first time and then used that as the bed track and then just added a little bit more to it. But that's basically what he saw and played is what you get. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of like really cheap, fake. Yeah symphonic sound and then is trying to do the carpenter thing of like the acoustic mixed with the so yeah. it's, it's it's not good no it's yeah. not yeah i mean it is like as like kind of like 
gives me an icky disquieting feeling like the whole movie does so it like at yeah. least matches in that but way but in a brown note sort of way not like a <laughs> a brilliant score when you <laughs> the brown note when you said um the uh um betamax thing it reminded me uh, i wanted to <clears throat> just share on the pod my last like two or three weeks haven't been doing sync ups haven't even this was the first movie i've watched in like two or three weeks because i've been on the archive.org train every pretty much full original aired saturday night lives so i've been like watching the 1980 to 81 season like that's like bananas and then also is that the like robert downey jr that's 85 to 86 and i've watched some of those but the 80 81 one is like uh when the first main cast left and it's like charles rocket and piscopo and stuff oh yeah but that was before um the first like i mean i'm watching them as like a you know, watching a train wreck or yeah. something. It's just like such a crazy thing. Um, but also they bring back this amazing writer, um, Michael Donahue. Oh yeah. To r- start writing stuff. And he comes back purely to like blow it up. And so there's some sketches on there that are like, truly, you're just like, there were only three networks on TV. Uh, uh, this was the only one airing something at this hour. So people were just like watching the most, like there was one called at home with the psychos. That was just like, I loved it, but it was like the audience was completely in silence. The mom like lifts up her, she's got like a Mohawk. She lifts up her hands and she's like, I'm getting the stigmata again. Oh my God. (laughs) So, uh, that's been my horror kind wow. of is like watching like a grainy. Oh, the reason I brought it up because they're sh- they're recorded on VHS and stuff. So you're, I'm watching these like warped, oh. grainy, laughless, dark sketches. That's gotta be a strange sort of heaven for you. I'm really loving it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fantastic. I'm yeah. glad for you. Yeah. Uh, um, so you mentioned the kids' mullet. Yeah. Now. It goes from Christmas Eve 71 to Christmas Eve 10 years later. Is that what it was? No, then there's 74, 74. I think. But he goes in 1974, it's not just the hair color. That's a little wonky. A mullet in 74? Yeah. I don't think that or no. that particular style of mullet, I don't think was. No, no, you're right. That's like a hockey mullet, <laughs> early yeah. 80s mullet. Did you have one? No, I never did. I had a bowl cut like the first Billy. <laughs> Even more than that, like a Dorothy Hamill. Oh, that young Billy is so great when like she's like, Your grandpa's a crazy old fool. And he goes, <gasps> Mama. <laughs> like it's so weird, like depositing like a actor from a serial commercial into this like That's exactly what he seems like. Yeah, I know. It's oh. like, I want frosted. I want frosted cinnamon wheats, mom. But instead it's like <laughs> grandpa told me. Santa punishes you. Billy ate my Wheaties, and Grandpa's got a filthy mouth. <laughs> I am never gonna do. This. I looked at IMDb, and it, here's its one of its classifications: IMDb sex and nudity severe. <laughs> severe. Whoa. Uh, I wondered if uh, maybe they 
left off the D and they were talking about the head. <laughs> oh yeah. That sled scene. We'll get to pretty that. good. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, I mean, I already said it, but that whole sequence with the Santa pulling over the family and yeah. uh, just really horrifying. Not in a fun way either. No. no. Yeah. No, it, uh, it was brutal. Um, I did like that. Even after the grandpa thing, the parents believe the kid. Though. Yeah. Well, Pilly would never lie. Usually it's just like, oh, shut up, kid. That's true. I thought that was like very sweet and sensitive. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, he's like um, complete misanthropic means like you hate people, right? Yeah. Like this movie just has such an ugly worldview. Like yeah. that clerk who who when he, before he gets robbed he's like an asshole before and after like he goes <laughs> he, the robber co- before he's a robber he goes like i just think christmas is a bunch of phony cinnamon anyway and then when the guy pulls phony out the cinnamon. gun he goes uh or maybe it's just a lot of it is genuine greed it's like you think this guy robbing you you can indict christmas for it <laughs> uh but I was when I was watching, I was thinking like most horror movies that we watch start with the cozy mm-hmm. and then the creeps creep in. Right. The scary. This movie is not no. that. It's like unnerving from the get-go. And yeah. you don't have like a cozy thing to like even feel encroached There's upon. There's no cozy baseline. You gotta have cozy baseline. <laughs> Is that a carpenter's baseline? No, it's Cozy Powell from Emerson Lake and Powell's baseline. You gotta have a cozy baseline. So Emerson Lake and Powell know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cozy. What's the coziest baseline? Ooh. Uh, you know the um. Doom. 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 Is that is that James Bond? No, it's Steely Dan. Is it Steely Dan? Oh, ding, 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 ding. Ricky, is that number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Certainly nothing by Flea or or less Claypool, more Mud Bath. (laughs) Is that what that is? He's playing on what? Less Claypool, more mud bath? Or did you come up with that? I came up with that previously. I wouldn't say I made it up right now, but I'm just doing his name as an opera. I know. I like that. (laughs) Oh, is that what you think? I thought he... I don't know why (laughs) think. Because more mud bath isn't like... That's his Christian name. He was given the name more mud bath, and he's like, I'll show them. I'm less Claypool. You know, the common expression, more mud bath. I'm going to do a play on that. Less Claypool. (laughs) Wait till people figure it out. I think I've mentioned this before. That's like that character in LA Confidential, Rolo Tumasi, that they keep talking about, who's the villain. I'm like, that's such a weird name. And I spent the whole movie trying to do an anagram, thinking like they're going to reveal Rolo Tumasi is just a scramble, a word scramble, Uh something else. And it's not. (laughs) And same thing, I I watched You would have been like Usual Suspects, where a guy looks down and there's a Rolo wrapper on the floor. Basically, I was expecting that. And we watched Old, the new... I'm excited to see it. I won't spoil anything. I heard one of the opening lines of somebody going like, 
You have such a beautiful voice. I can't wait to hear it when it's older. It's like, what? Well, it's strange you should mention that. There's just a character. This is not a spoiler because it means nothing in the movie as far as I can tell. Who just keeps going, I'm a nurse and my name's Jaron. And he just keeps saying his name's Jaron. J-A-R-I-N. I I know because we watch everything with subtitles now because we can't have a certain volume, you know. But he just keeps going like, I'm a nurse and my name's Jaron. Hey, by the way, my name's Jaron. And I'm like, what does Jaron mean? That's not a real name. Is it Inger? Jared, someone, he's, a friend said like gerontology. I, I, I don't know, but it, it's just. I mean, the best gift weird. we got on earth is that Split was a success. So that guaranteed M. Night Shyamalan to make like 10 more batshit, batshit crazy yeah, movies. Well, you got one with this. <laughs> he is really something. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's more talented than Ed Wood. But it's a little bit of like what you get the fun out of watching, like yeah, now yeah, yeah. Edward movies, like I like the dialogue because they're just like sort of like crazily like constructed and written and have like half cliche, half filled up with somebody's like mania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what I feel like M Night Shyamalan is. It's like I'm afraid to go back and watch Sixth Sense and Unbreakable and Signs now that this seems to be the norm. And I'm thinking, like, were those never good? Yeah. That is sad when you, like, a a band's album output is now overwhelms the good. And, yeah. Um, That's true. But not, um, not, um, I was going to do a joke about how there's a new guy named Buddy Holly, but it's too bad he died. That would have been funny, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll do that later. <laughs> Could we schedule that in for later? I would like to get to that. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Oh, I want to ask you a squib question. Oh. What are those things? Maybe I've asked you this before. What's the squib in the forehead yeah. that that guy gets? So it's a little like disc. You know, like a little maybe this is the disc, disc pull yeah, thing. on a like monofilament line. So mm-hmm. they basically have like a fake kind of like skin layer with a little bit of liquid blood in there. Then they put the disc in, and then they put the skin over the disc like a wax. Usually, I see. So it's one of those. Yeah, and if you Google it, I think I mentioned this before, but there's a picture of James Caan on the set of Godfather, and he's just got tons of those little fishing lines coming out of his face Whoa. before. They've pulled them off him, I think. What if they were doing that because they were trying to figure out his mood that day? Like, oh, James seems a little... And Fritz Furco was like, don't worry, I have the perfect technology. To... <laughs> I mean, if ever there was an actor you would have to do that to, I'd be worried. Or or a filmmaker would do that because uh, he was always trying to figure out video technology so he could edit while people were doing the scene and stuff. Oh, I it was like, that. what are you doing, dude? Just be present. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, the... Um, uh, when he pulls them over, though, Santa with a gun—that's not slashery. No, I don't like canned guns no. in my any slashers. guns in a slasher movie. Yeah, it's no. it's just it kind of—it's not a slasher. It's a shooter. You can't slash with a gun. <laughs> yeah, unless it has a bayonet. But then you're just fucking with us. Oh my god, a slasher with a bayonet. Like a, he'd be like a crazy Civil War reenactment yeah. guy. Like yeah. the the thing is, is like his guns. He doesn't have any ammo, but he has a musket with a bayonet. And he's just, yeah, he's a zombie 
Confederate. That's probably been done. The uh um I don't know, it sounds a ridge to me. A ridge. Um we were um uh we read sometimes summaries of um Mary's uh preschool classes, like what, what kids talked about the day the teachers write it down and you can read it and we read it over dinner and uh they were like talking about good and evil. And it was like, what is good? And they listed all the things that were good. And then it was like, what is evil? And, um, (laughs) one, two, two answers they gave. One kid said, evil stuff. (laughs) And the other one was this girl, uh, who said, um, zombies and i uh my wife and i we were just so delighted by like god bless this time period where the your idea of evil is evil stuff and zombies sweet so good very sweet uh not this movie though no i thought the older nun young nun um had a vibe had the same dynamic as um proof barrel street even to the extent that the young nun goes to the older nun in this movie. She goes, well, this is the evidence you wanted. Oh, really? AKA proof. Oh, no, not proof. Doubt. Oh, doubt. I've never seen that either. Oh but my no, God. I think proof is a play about that or something. Well, it is oh, real no. street in proof. No proof is, is that about a math? I get them mixed up myself. So there's something in the air that. Thank you. Yeah. And I will not have you edit this out. I won't I do it stand. because I want people, everybody else out there who feels the same way to feel like they're not alone. <laughs> I was so embarrassed to ever bring up that I got confused proof with doubt. But then when Paul and Matt said on their podcast. <sighs> I feel heard. I feel seen. Uh, Maybe. I mean, if Meryl Streep was in both. No. Uh, that is with Gwyneth Paltrow, Anthony Hopkins. Hope Davis and Gyllenhaal. Proof is Jake. Yeah. And is it about nuns or is it about? Uh, she, Catherine Gwyneth Paltrow, is a 27 year old grieving after the loss of her father, a genius mathematician. Okay. Whose mind gradually deteriorated from mental illness. And can we put proof of life with Russell Crowe into this conversation too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's um, a receipt after you go to the supermarket and get your favorite cereal. <laughs> Did you really ladies. get the cereal? Well, here's the receipt. Yeah, itemized. Should we take a pee break? Oh, sure. Oh, uh, a silent night, pee pee night. Oh yeah. Oh, a silent but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> silent but night, deadly but silent. Silent but night, silent but deadly night. Silent red pee, silent night, red pee night. Silent pee night, red, silent night, red pee night. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Piss and blood. Great. We'll be right back. With and rest. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With So, Matt, I now live in a post-meeting your daughter world. It was pre and post, but now I got to meet your beautiful daughter. That was not just a pee break. That was <laughs> meet our daughter, whose official name is Lieutenant Governor Podcast Corley. I just noticed that, uh, put it together, that when people just listen to the podcast side by side, we were like, okay, we're going to go pee blood. And then I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I met your daughter. <laughs> well, this is the movie for that kind of humor. Yeah, for those things to be side by side. Yeah. Um, now, where are you at, Gorley? Because I think there is a point where... Um, He gets to do a toy store, and there is just left, right, front, and center it's toys. All I could look at. I, it's, I missed part of the movie. There's two things I think about this movie. Yeah, the sledding, decapitation, blah blah blah. Yeah. Who cares about that? What really I mainly think of this movie is when I pop it in, or I'm going to watch it. I'm like, I'm going to look at all those toys on that shelf. Oh, it's such a visceral, like just even the makeup of that toy store, which obviously they just rented a shell of a store that was not an existing toy store. Right. And just filled it up with uh, props. Random. And, yeah. This is like Halloween costumes at Christmas. <laughs> also, it's really weird that they paint the windows full. Yes. Like that tells me so they could shoot at night for day and day for night. Yep. I don't know what, but those like sh like rack shelving systems, those modular. That was the same thing my toy store, Vicky's Toy Town, had. Vicky's Toy Town had the uh, uh, like the you pull out the shelves yeah. and put them back into yes. that hole kind of. I think yeah. I've mentioned this place before. Like the farther you go in, the darker it got, <laughs> yeah. and like you had to like the braver you had to be to get to the bigger toys. It Does was this bigger. look like? I mean, like uh, in kind addition of. to the shelves, just the mood and yeah, and yeah. and Mr. Sims kind of reminded me of the <laughs> cranky old man that was there with two old women and I. I don't know if any one of them were Vicky or whatever. And, and he had two women working for him. That's but, right. Yeah. yeah. Pamela yeah. and Mrs. Randall. The woman who it seemed like they were going to maybe have a romantic I night know. together. But I wrote down some things that really stuck out to me. And I wrote down all the things I love too. Uh, not least of which was just the montage of him beginning work there. It's always Christmas on the warm side of the door. <laughs> The songs in this movie, there were a handful of them too. I looked at the end. Yeah. They're like, I, at first you're like, oh, Christmas song. But then it's just like the movie itself. You're like, oh, something's off here. Something's okay, so yeah. uncanny valley. It's like about biting in the like tinfoil, kind of like a, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always Christmas on the warm side of the door. Is that what it was? Yes. 
And there's the like Santa's creeping, Santa's coming. Yes. Which I think was kind of like they're trying to be like a silver shamrock kind of song. Yep. Yeah. And then there's the like <laughs> Mr. Sandman doo-wop one at the end that yeah. felt like Halloween too. It's funny that they're going out of their way to write new ones when it's like, guys, if there was ever a catalog of songs. Like, royalty free. Royalty free. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find some freaky, creepy ones. But yeah, so here's the stuff in the background that stood out to me. Poochie. Do you remember Poochie? No. Poochie was, in fact, I say it was a toy for girls because that was literally in the, the song. So the commercial was Poochie, Poochie for girls. Whoa. And it was like little, I don't know what, the little dogs that you could comb and style their hair. Then there was, I saw Stomper set in the background. Stomper. I missed that one. Uh, oh, Poochie is like fabric? No, it's like. A little plastic dog with like big pink hair. I see. Okay. Then of course Jabba's playset. Yeah, that was big. You can't miss that. Well, along with the Dewback. Yes, the Dewback. Yeah, the Patrol Dewback. Oh, yeah. was is what it said on the box. Yeah. But that Jabba one. I mean, especially I that. since that's all I wanted as a oh, kid. I had that. I had and what I imagined it was wasn't what it was. Like no. I thought you could put food into Jabba and have it come out of his it stomach. Was, it was stuff. a little. Under that set was a little underwhelming. Uh, hey, I want it. I still want it to this His, day. My job is arm broke off. Oh, yeah. which one? The one near? Uh, could he still pet Salacious if he wanted to? Uh, yeah, I think his his over body <laughs> arm was still on, but the one extending over by the frog bowl was off. Did you get a um, uh, uh, Salacious crumb in that? Yeah, you got a little Salacious. I think that was then... the only way you got it. then the game mousetrap did you ever have that Uh, i no, a friend did and through that made me realize i didn't need it yeah it was all about you never played the game yeah you just wanted to trip the mousetrap that was the coolest part (laughs) and then relevant to our interests the crawl board game did (gasps) you see that how did i miss Carly, you're picking up all outside of the Jabba, all the toys I well, didn't see. Well, it's because I'm just like, I've I wrote down knew all them. of these and like none of them ones are you. Oh, really? So, yeah, give me what you got. Well, no, what are the other ones that you. That's it. That's all I got. What was the crawl? That is amazing. Yeah, it was totally later. pertinent to our interest. Yeah. Crawl, because it would have been 1983 when yeah. the movie came out mm-hmm. and they have this tie in for this. <laughs> Kid, kid driving home from the movie theater having watched Crawl. Mommy, I want to play it at home. Well, you can. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, the um, So this is the ones I saw. Um, G.I. Joe. Yeah, the costume? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a kiss mask costume? Like, but like on a different... Like, I felt like, yeah, kiss head, but then like a, a zombie vampire bo- spider body. Like <laughs> yeah. they mixed and matched mixed, or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they did that because they were like, it's going to push it too much if they, no. Because the whole thing when I'm watching this is like, this movie was so underground, under the radar. Yeah. They didn't give a shit that they were using all these. No, they had There's no. no way in the world uh, George Lucas is like, I want my toy in this movie about a killer Santa. <laughs> like none of these co- no. toy companies signed off on this. Okay. G.I. Joe, Spider-Man, a Batman mask. Yeah. Matchbox, yeah, Mr. Potato Head, uh, fucking Mickey Mouse. I mean, if these people are pushing anything, yeah, they were asking for it. Smurfs, Mousetrap, 
uh, Daffy Duck. Yeah. A game called Torture Track. Oh, I don't remember that. I did not know what that was. Um, was that like a Crash Derby car thing or? Uh, no, it looked like a, like a board game that was like operation, but it's a torture. The original waterboard. You just (laughs) waterboard game. Bradley. Um, the, uh, a castle gray skull in a big box. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, and then a monster makeup kit. Yeah. I, was like, I would have loved yeah, that. I yeah. I noticed that. That was pretty great. I also noticed in the seventies flashback in the orphanage, Billy had what I think was a Chuck E. Cheese stuffed doll, which I think is a time traveling Chuck E. Cheese to go that far back. Yes. Well, yeah. And then I saw like a in the eighty four one later like a Miss Piggy puppet. I also mm. saw like a Rolf and Kermit on the shelves. Mm. Now I know there probably existed hand puppet Muppets that people could have, but I did kind of think like that was a pretty big lost uh, marketing opportunity for people to have yeah. the array right. of Muppet characters just at your disposal that are like high quality, right? Right? Like, why didn't we have that? I think, did I? I I mean, you'd have maybe like kind of a shitty Kermit. Yeah. And I did see that Miss Piggy and it made me go, okay, I guess they existed in some way. But don't you think they should have just been a, like, collect the whole set? All it is, yeah. And then do your own Muppet shows. Unless, like, Jim Henson was like, no, that, like, brings down the. He's an asshole and he's like, I won't. No, I meant, like, more like, that confuses the waters of what you're seeing on TV if. You get to have it at no, he wouldn't have been. No, but what if he's just like, well, they're not going to do it as good as I do. So, <laughs> could they do no. the voice? No, I mean, if they, they could do, yeah, the they voice. have to audition to buy it. <laughs> um, but yeah, such an uh, array of toys to be able to look at. Yeah. Um, now I liked, um, uh, um, oh, I just want to say two things. I question the nun's belt technique in terms of hitting those kids. It kind of seems like she's not making any contact. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> the uh, when the nun, like when she takes off her habit at night and you see that she has white hair. Did you ever have those experiences when you were a kid where you're like, like we, I had a little league coach who always wore a hat. Oh, and man. then one day he like took off his cap to wipe his brow. And he was like the bald that's oh, like, yeah side of hair so like i was seeing this shafer like, yes Paul, the shafer yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the most like uh, more than fighting out santa was a real fighting out oh yeah coach what's his name was bald we took a parenting class and everybody had to have masks and we spent like three hours with this teacher in a mask and then we took a break and went outside and she took her mask down and i was like a hundred percent not what I thought it was going to be. Not better or worse. Just right. like you start to fill in the blanks. But it, it does remind me of the Warner Brothers cartoons too, where like there was a beautiful woman in a veil and <laughs> and then at the end of the cartoon, she'd take off the veil and the fa- the rest of the face is hideous and she goes, oh man, and chases him around. <laughs> I wonder what those Looney Tunes animators, what experiences they went through <laughs> where they lifted veils. Oh. That experience you're talking about with the hair, I had that with Jesse Ventura. I never knew he was bald because I didn't watch wrestling. And in Predator, you he, think he's a shaved uh, for? I think no. I think you just never see him without a hat. 
You're right. And I, or if you do, I didn't catch it. And uh-huh. I was blown away that he was bald. I just thought of him as this Mr. Hunky Vero yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, do you remember this as a kid thing I was going to ask you was when they're driving back at night and the mom's asleep and the kid's dozing off in the car and dad's like awake listening to the radio. I, that is like most of my memories yeah. in childhood is like late night drives back from relatives and grandpas and grandma's houses. And, and like smell the car. Yeah. It was a, we had a Volkswagen and we had this like sun cracked dashboard and I could peel it back and the stuffing inside the dashboard uh, was like straw. It was like a kind of weird, I don't know what it was, but it had a smell. German like, straw. German straw. Yeah. <laughs> Volvo German or no? Swedish. Swedish. Swedish straw. This was a Volkswagen though. So oh, okay. Great. So yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But just like, it was kind of like a, I think also maybe because it would be like Sunday nights when or something yeah. when you're having to go back to school. They were just such Melan- lonely, melancholy, melancholy yeah. feelings. But like, or you're coming home from like I always remember coming home from Disneyland late, oh, night, you know, and it's sad that it's over. You know, the drives back from Disneyland are rough. Yeah. I I told you recently. Uh, um, I before we recorded, I took my daughter to Universal Studios, and like we were getting hit that the walk out. When you've decided like you're leaving, just your physiologically, your body just does something where you're like, now I'm hotter. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) Like this, every. The the adrenaline leaves and your body just crashes into reality. Yeah. Um, Now, uh, I also liked when they were trying to show how grown up Billy is like a good kid, how the one guy is drinking like whiskey at work yeah. and then he's like nope i'm drinking milk uh, yeah. <laughs> also when she gets him the job mother margaret or sister margaret what's mr sims reaction there is it is it that oh there's a stout young man that will do good work for me or <laughs> is he attracted to him i couldn't put that together well and i like that he is supposed to carry the experience of the moviegoer like he's supposed to be yes. us where it's like yeah. Well, we just we've spent the last fifteen minutes with a little shit kid. Certainly, he can't grow up to be a m- m- man. Like, <laughs> why is he getting the experience we're having of like? Uh, but also, Sister Margaret hasn't aged ten years. No. She does not look any older. No. And then, uh, yeah, I also like. He's like, I can't expect a kid to be rugged. Why? Yeah, and isn't his – it's just a camera reveal, but isn't he basically facing him the whole time? And is he – you're right. So why didn't he see him? And then, yeah, it's like a pan up his, like, crotch. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about this guy? This hunk of meat? I thought he was here. Bring him in. Already hired. I also thought this nun, she seems pretty smart, but I don't think she was looking things in the long term. Mm. If she knows this kid's got a trigger with Santa, yeah, I know it's springtime, but just in your mind, Sister Margaret, think in a few months, this stuff is going to be crazy with Christmas. And Billy himself knows that this is a problem for him. So maybe take a few weeks off. Yeah. Save up. Well, then that's when I would bring up the term uh, that we like to use at the Catholic Church. He was putting himself in the occasion of sin. Oh. 
he should be. He knew. Well, he wanted deep down in his little brain, he wants to kill. So he puts himself in the occasion of sin to hope one day he'll get to dress up as Santa and then have uh, a reason to go on his spree. And create a bunch of little billies. That's ironically what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, and we don't little, he wants to. Well, he doesn't want to, but that's, I mean, he's doing what was done to him. And at the end, it does seem like it's a, well, now, I didn't ironic. know that it was his brother. That's Ricky. And that's ironic because following the logic of this movie, the sequel should be Ricky who goes out killing people as a cop. <laughs> You know, <laughs> maybe Maniac Cop is the sequel to. <laughs> I wish one of the nuns had done it because it'd be cool to see the kid dress up as a nun and oh, the killing nun, people. Yeah, the new movie. Oh, right. Was there a, a spooky nun movie? Yeah, The Nun. Uh, it uh, comes from Conjuring 2. I watched that over the break. Uh, no good. No, I know a lot of people like that movie, but. Uh. Oh, you didn't like. The Nun or The Conjuring the Conjuring movies? Conjuring 2. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people seem to like that one. I liked it. It's not as good as the first. Uh-huh. Or I don't even know if I could say I liked part two. I didn't. I haven't seen part three. I haven't either. I, I'm not. After part two, I'm, I'm yeah. done with The Nun and con- Conjuring. Bar done. Yeah. Done with The Nun. <laughs> um. So then, okay, so then we have it like when he flips out. Yeah, after... um. Andy calls him a moon goon. <laughs> I also like what he said. Who are you, Ann Lander? Yeah. Not Ann Landers. It's the reverse of uh, people calling Fred Flintstone Fred Flintstones. Or Christopher Reeves. Yeah. There's or, another one, too. Uh, or people like Sally that. Fields. Now, that's Sally Fields. She's a good actress. That's I saw her on a movie when I was shopping at Walmart. <laughs> Um, I did like the him transforming over to going psycho. See, was like when he was looking at something in the cut to all the flashbacks, which yeah. is so funny. As if like you guys did the work to let us know why he's snapping us. You don't have to. Yeah, we yeah. don't need a recap of what we've just been doing. <laughs> but I did like when his face went from like wholesome Santa to the by the end of the cuts. Yeah, he, he was, was pretty like good. cuckoo. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a dream sex sequence he has. Is it just me or does the camera just, just linger on butt hair for a while? I noticed the butt hair too. And I thought, so in his dreams, he has ass hair. <laughs> like he fantasizes him having tufts of ass hair. And he's holding on that image. Yes. He wants to also look at his ass. Yeah. Be hairy for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie, we haven't talked about it, but it does try to... Squeezing that nudity along with the violence. Oh, it's it's one thing when these movies do that, but when they actually carry it through to the violence, it just gets really hateful in a way. Like, yeah. this was tough. And because also pretty much every woman killed in this was topless when she gets killed. Except yeah. for, of course, the like, when I say older, I mean that other woman that worked in the toy store who's probably 32. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one who, um, yeah. Gets shot with an arrow. She gets shot with an arrow. Also, she tricks him by placing a hat on something that he thinks <laughs> she's a right. fool and just stood there with a new hat on. 
around the corner and he's like, I got her. This idiot wearing her hat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he shoots her with a bow and arrow. Well, yeah. it's so funny because the first kill, he he strangles the guy holding on with Christmas lights. And I kind of questioned the logic, uh, the logistics of a body being able to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, And holds him up like Michael, like suddenly he's also got super, super strength, strength yeah. to hold him up. And especially the stance he's in. Like, and the guy bleeds from his neck too. Yeah. I don't know how uh, Christmas lights could cut you. Uh, but I was like, well, it's a Christmas movie. If you were making a list of the things yeah. at Christmas that could kill people, you'd Christmas probably be like, list, yeah. strangle with Christmas lights. So I thought it was so funny about like the two later, it's shooting with a bow and arrow. It's like totally not Christmas. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we did Christmas lights. Okay. It just suddenly goes to like Vietnam war <laughs> traps of like bamboo spikes. And- well, even that the first Santa had a gun and stuff too. It's just like, they don't really have their weapons no. figured out in this movie. No, because then you're right. Like at one point that one girl's got impaled by a deer antlers. And right. I guess if that were a reindeer, we'd have something, but maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. <laughs> if, if a uh, Rudolph's hot burning nose, like burnt <laughs> through her stomach. I'd be into just, that. Yeah. Oh my God. A killer Rudolph would be killer yeah. Rudolph. <laughs> hey, that's not my name. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah, ridiculous bow and arrow. Oh, and when she shows up at the toy store looking for him, that's a total Loomis moment. Yeah. I also thought um, when the uh, 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 later, um, oh, when the <laughs> priest, the, the they shoot the Santa, they're like, that was father so-and-so. Uh, he was, oh, yeah. he's deaf. He couldn't hear you crying over him. I was like, that is some Ben Tramer I, I shit that. luck. I wrote Fa- Father O'Brien got tramered. <laughs> I wrote Ben Tramer shit luck next to <laughs> Father O'Brien. I know. It's so tramery. Yeah. I guess that's like in one of these movies where you want to, you need to do that. You just yeah. do a little fake out. Isn't, there's another famous tramer that that happens in. What am I thinking of? Oh, of a mistaken. Our listeners are so good that whenever like this will come up every three episodes, be like, "What? Are, what are all these other instances in these movies?" And then, like, well, you guys actually two episodes ago talked about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I did want to bring up because we were talking about uh, kills that like are inventive or dumb, like bow and arrow. I thought that we. I don't know if we talked about it on the episode the Halloween kills that crazy i thought that was a really effective kill the like fluorescent light thing oh yeah right shattered it and then used the jagged edge i was like man that was really good because it's like for me i think my favorite slasher kills are oh that's an uh 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 uh, quotidian object Mm -hmm. that i see every day and they figured out a way to like get malice from it. Yeah. Which is maybe like what a slasher movie is in right. general. But, um, so yeah, bow and arrow does not fit that category of, Oh, I see that object every day. It's on my kitchen counter. I know. Um, I know. now, uh, when, then we do that smash cut to the carolers singing. Yeah. Um, and now we're in the next part. I really love, it was one of my favorite things when I was a kid. It could have been partly because of that you're watching two young people have sex at a yeah. pool table or something. But um, this whole sequence, I just really like, because it feels like such a weird 
It's the only slasher thing set like piece. Slasher. Yeah. Maybe this and the somewhat of the sled thing, but this is the only point of the movie that you feel like you're watching a slasher movie. You know what? It kind of reminds me of a little bit when, when I first saw Carrie, I didn't know Carrie was going to unfold like that, that it's like build up. I mean, Carrie's the masterpiece, but it was just like, I didn't know as a kid. I thought like when she goes bananas, we're going to get another hour oh, right. of her because I saw slasher movies. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. thought it was like, oh, now oh, she right. goes and kills a bunch of people for the next half hour until it's over. Um, but when she just like steps out of the car and then just like flips the car that Josh Travolta yeah. and uh, Nancy, uh, uh, I forget, uh, they're in. Nancy um, Allen. Yeah. Nancy Allen. Uh, this is what that kind of feels like to me. It's kind of like we've saw, or it's almost like, in the Superman movie where you get like a long origin story and then you see his night of, yeah, he captures the robbers. He saves the cat from the thing. He saves Lois Lane from the helicopter. That's like what this was. It was it's like, like in Rambo part two, when he get escapes the prison camp and it was just like 30 minutes of him taking down guys one at a time, covered in mud, come popping out of the water. That is a Cameron thing though. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Cause that's what aliens is. It's yes. like the, you pumping up the tension and then yeah. the next hour gets to just be like fun yeah. release. But the, um, yeah, that it's like kind of like a 45 minutes of origin with this Santa killer. And yeah. then you just kind of see him on his night then. Yeah. Uh, silent, night, deadly night, silent, but deadly. <laughs> did now, did that woman, was that the woman for return of the living dead? Who gets impaled no, on I that? Don't think so. But what was that character's name in Return of the Living Dead? <laughs> like Jazz Gypsy or X or, or something. Was it was what, what was her name? Because um, oh. this actress's name is Liana Linia Quigley. And oh, I was maybe like, it is because that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I was like, oh, is she? Is this the our second second occasion of Quigley? Um. Let's see. This is definitely a, a oh, case it of is. Quigley down under. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you anything, and I don't even remember. I'll bet you anything I made the same joke on that commentary. You can tell me when it comes out on the third Tuesday. <laughs> Both times I took month. so much delight. <laughs> um, now, well, wait, what's her name in Return of the Living? Oh, oh uh, yes. Um Sass or something. What it's is just it? coming up. Trash is her name. Trash. Trash. Jesus Christ. Trash. I love it. Her Christian given name. Trash. Her parents were um yeah weirdos. Old trash Eubanks. Uh, <laughs> you uh, uh oh this also like has that Halloween logic of like. It's Christmas Eve. Where are the parents? Yeah. Like I thought about that. This girl has a babysitter. And she comes down and she's like... Is she an older sister or a babysitter? Oh, it's an older sister. But still, still that's it makes insane. more sense that parents are gone on Halloween. It's Christmas Eve. The night you should be at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody... There's carolers out. Oh, people are having... They close the shop and they're hanging out with coworkers, like drinking. Yeah, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you... Uh, I like that tiger painting Pretty on the wall. Great. That was a good. Coupled with him saying two ball corner pocket. I missed that. You I did? forgot about that. Two ball. Two ball corner pocket. I'm going to put my testicles in your vagina. Yeah. yeah. And the, but not your main vagina, the one that's on your hip. 
Um, the um, uh, I also like the Lee jeans tag. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, this is the thing you can say about every horror movie, but just like truly that she's in like Daisy Duke cutoffs, topless, and opens up a front door where it's so I cold know. outside. It's yeah. very silly. Yeah. Um, uh, although I love seeing people's breath. Like an actual scene, actual snow on camera just does a I lot. I heard they had to rush their outdoor shoot. They had to do it first because it was coming into spring. I, I noted. Heard, I read it. I heard <laughs> Amanda whispered to me. She's like, by the way, if you are going to do the podcast tomorrow, you should share. I noticed. Uh, I did notice like at the end when the kids are playing outside the school or the orphanage on Christmas morning, I was like, that is some of that sad snow I remember yeah. in like March when I was a kid. You're like, it's still technically snowy. Yeah, She's covered like, gray. by wet grass. Yeah. Slushy, gray and brown slushy. Truly this, the most depressing time to live in the Midwest. This scene between Bad Santa and... And the little girl where he gives her a box cutter is bonkers. I really like that part. Yeah, it, I, I don't even know what to think about it. It is bonkers. It's like the definition of bonkers because it's like, why is she not scared that the Santa who has his beard down and, and is just like, like 18 and hands her a box cutter with blood on it from a murder we haven't seen? Oh, also the, that she didn't get disrupted at all by the craziness that's going inside the house. She oh, only the really cold air. So, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention too. Things. When he's a kid and he punches Santa, the sound effect oh. is like a full adult action punch, and he just says that. It is so hilarious. It like it should be in a bar room. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, um, I would punch that Santa though if I yeah. if I. Grew up with that experience with Santa. Yeah, I'd be scared I'd too. Kill everybody in my town as well. Um, now, what did you think of the very important subplot of the cops mistaking um, the Santa going into the upstairs room, but it was just the dad surprising <laughs> his daughter? They did two fake outs. Yeah, um, I thought he was gonna. In fact, I even wrote that note first there, and I've crossed it out. Daddy got tramered. <laughs> And then he didn't because I thought he was going to get killed. Oh. And then I wrote it for his he later got Also, I did think like they really, uh, they're showing cops as like reckless boobs in this movie. Yeah. And I like the part later when the nun comes and she's just kind of basically like, yeah, you suck. Yeah. She just like chews them out. <laughs> You're like a bad cop. Um, the, little jumping over the place, but because this was before the box cutter, but the antlers through the thing yeah. was pretty crazy. Yeah, the kills are pretty good in this yeah. movie. Those effects are pretty decent. They deliver. Yeah. I'd say with this movie, they do deliver with yeah. the, the kills. And especially what we're about to get to, the sled boys. Well, we're here. Do you want to talk about the sled boys? I just want a whole movie about sled boys. It, and, and the bullies can be in it. That can be the story yeah. of the movie. But I want like a, what they give to this movie for preamble to Billy's origin story. I just want set up for sled boys well because sled boys are kind of like um if there was a a, a freaky friday of super bad because yeah, the yeah the thinner one was the one who was kind of like the bully yeah. and was bossing and then the bigger one was like uh the huskier one was like sensitive and that guy's a good little actor too. he was the best uh, hands down yeah the best actor in the movie yeah. and i was just like 
I believed him. Yes. That's so compelling. And he gave the scariest moment. And I realized this is, I think, maybe a fave thing. Like, because there's a moment like this in Friday the 13th, part two, when uh, uh, Ginny walks uh, into the room with Paul and she goes, Paul, there's somebody. I think there's. I think there's somebody in this room. It's like really scary when you're seeing somebody register that. And when that kid was sitting on the sled and he goes like, somebody's out there. Yeah. That was like really scary. And he's a great actor too. Yeah. I think part of the reason I liked this scene so much is because that kid is so just kind of casually convincing. Yeah. I start getting pulled into the movie. Yes. And You're then like, oh, the if... bullies come in and it's crazy. Well, and also it's on Christmas Eve. So these two kids yes, are sneaking that's... out to go sledding and there's two bullies out on yeah. Christmas Eve stopping kids from sledding. Also, I just loved that this bully and he's a flat out like classic bully. The minute he gets on that sled is just like, yippee! <laughs> His heart's totally melted. He's also like... 20 yeah. years older yeah. than those kids. Yeah. Also, I noticed when he's going whippy down, he's like having to sadly like push himself down on the sled. Like a, <laughs> yes. like a kid trying to convince himself he's having fun. He's like, wee. And then what that actor must have had to endure after he gets his head cut off and his head rolls down and they have to do a shot of his head in the snow. Yeah. As far as I can tell, that's not a prosthetic. Oh, like they, they buried that guy geez, in at Louise. least some illusion of snow. Wow. And he just looks uncomfortable, you know. <laughs> and how about that? I mean, that is a bonkers image of the oh, that's body a coming great up. Kill. Yeah. That what, is my favorite moment of the movie, I think. Yeah. The sledding scene. Yeah. That's when I remember most. Yeah. When we were kids watching it, it we howled. That was like just such a great part. And because it's so. <laughs> just dumb I and it's mean, it's kind of weird for a slasher movie because the other bully doesn't get killed though. right and neither do the other two kids. No. so like this he's not like a typical slasher that's just killing oh well i thought this two times like um i was like oh he's doing this as if it's kind of like defending and there's another part where oh when the girl who he has a crush on Pamela. is, is going to get assaulted and then he stops that it reminded me in um friday 13th part eight when the main character the final girl she the gang's gonna like uh attack her and then jason attacks the gang members there's just like one moment where you're yeah. kind of like jason the vigilante yeah that's what i felt with this i was like with the bully thing i was like did he pick that guy because he was like he is the biggest asshole i'll let yeah. that guy seems nice well at first i thought he was just gonna kill andy and then let pamela go because they've set him up to be such a sympathetic character i'm thinking oh he's just gonna kill bad people yeah but like, this like, movie this is so wish, hateful they make her then like turn on him be like you fucking creep well and also because she had sex and he's he has his such memorable catchphrase of punished. 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 Did he also do like a kind of like felt like a very perfunctory like and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a, I was yeah. like, I know you had to do that. Yeah. Uh, now it kind of peaks there and then goes to Christmas morning the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh Oh, the other guy who is spared, he has huge ski gloves and he's just screaming, <laughs> like high pitched screaming. It was such a ridiculous image of this like little twerp with big gloves going. Ah! 
I like to think this is what became of the Christmas story bullies. Like this is what ended up being. Well, as we know, he later grew up to be uh, killed by Freddy in Freddy versus Jason. Oh yeah. Um, That was like one of those things where when I saw him, I was like, I think that's the bully from a Christmas story. I'm like, you idiot. Not every red haired person is the same. I was like, Oh no. And now every red person is the same. (laughs) And the other kid was in the toy. That wasn't a bully. He was Scott Farkas or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who you're saying the kid who was in the toy was in Christmas story. Yeah. As the tongue liquor, the pole liquor who became a a porn star, a porn liquor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's funny that term porn star is the catch-all, but not all of them are stars. Yeah. I, I think they're pretty... Uh, like, I don't think he was ever a star. Yeah, not a lot of criteria for the star. <laughs> I can't walk the streets. That would be like, you're like, um, oh, um, um, the kid who played the little kid on Family Matters, he was a TV star. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I choose a child? I could have just... Like I don't know. an extra from Cheers. Uh, or Billy age eight, and this was a movie stick. Yeah. Um, also, when the cops are, they're like, we got to go look for Santa or something like that. They're making us go after Santa. It's kind of a weird version of the thing that I like when somebody's like, there's a killer out there. And they go, oh, let me guess. Santa Claus is out oh, there yeah, too. Yeah. But this time it was like, yeah, we're going to go look out for Santa Claus. And is the Easter gun bunny going to be there too? <laughs> oh, did the tooth fairy start killing a bunch of people pulling their teeth out? bing. <laughs> oh, Muffet. And I'm moving. I'm, what did you say? I'm moving my arm around my head. <laughs> I got. Uh, for one thing, I'm really buff and I have short arms, so it's really <laughs> hard to do. Uh, um, sledding's fun. Like to sled. <laughs> I've only got one note for the end, so take us through whatever you um, need to. I think the, the cop going through the. Boiler room, searching for him. I like the axe to the chest death yeah. of the cop. That reminded me a lot of a Scatman Crothers yeah, shining, shining yeah. death. Um, yeah, that's right. I thought it was a really, truly creepy seeing a daytime shot of the kid greeting Santa at the door. Yeah. That was really, that kid really too, scary. Yeah. And that little girl, too, was sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then just... Uh, I like the ending of the kid. Naughty. Yeah. He's got his own catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Punish and naughty. Why wasn't it naughty all along? It should have been naughty. That's way more Christmas. Oh God, so, yeah. <laughs> Punish. Punish because you are on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me specify. Well, let's talk best kill. Yes. For me, it's probably no surprise. I've already basically tipped my hat. <laughs> Tipped your head. Yes. Uh, no, yeah. it's mine too. It's Sled my kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other only other option for me was the decapitated snowman. I didn't like that. <laughs> okay. Too 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 unsettling. So, um, what are you going to give this out of thirteen? On a scale of one to thirteen, um, that's one more day of Christmas. Then. That's right. It's a Jason's dozen of Christmas <laughs> days. Yeah. Uh, it's Boxing Day. I'm gonna give this a. I have a lot of 
sentimental, yeah, <laughs> genuine like nostalgia attachment to it that I do think bumps it up more than if I had watched it last night um, for the first time. But I'm gonna say, should I say mm-hmm. uh, seven and a half? Seven and a half. That sounds good. I think I'm gonna go. Sorry, this is really tough. No, it's tough because also then you were thinking of the other Christmas movies, uh, figuring out the scale yeah. of that. I think I'll go 4.5. Yeah, right. But that's subject to change. You know, we get to alter these things as we go yeah. along. So. so I guess next week is Jack Frost. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what is we that decided? Right? We're going to do the three candies? Yes. Yes, because Christmas Eve was the third, so we could split up the Psycho yeah. Santas. So, so yeah. how many of you will accidentally watch the Michael Keaton version? And, and I hope Jack Frost is, is it like totally not accessible? Let's like, see. I have an app on my phone. that. Oh, good. Because I don't want anybody vamp. to be like, wait a minute. I had to drive to Lancaster to see it, to see it on a the theater. theater. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Frost. Oh, I accidentally put in Cack Frost. Well, that's available. <laughs> On all platforms? Jack. I know we didn't even check any of these. Jack Frost is available on Amazon and Fubo, according to this. Okay. Um, oh, it's also on Voodoo 2B for free. Crackle for free. I mean, these are with ads. Pluto, Plex, Roku. Oh, good. Okay. And then standard definition and high definition and all the usual places. Oh, I think it's on Shutter too. Hey, is that perfect? Yeah, it's on according to this app. But it's not just shuddering with fear, but from cold. Jack Frost. Well, I hear those sleigh bells ringing and jing, jing, jingling too. Yeah, this is really fun and uh, it's nice hearing those sleigh bells jingling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this movie was originally going to be called Sleigh Ride, like sleigh. Wow. Silent Night, Deadly Night's really good. Yeah. Because yeah. um, with that, I would have maybe thought it was about like a great guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm excited for Jack Frost. I'm Me excited too. for Christmas Evil. I'm excited for Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, the Scream movies. And I've never seen, I think, I don't think I've seen anything past the first Scream. Can you believe that? So you haven't seen Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4? I don't believe, I maybe I've seen one of them, but I don't, maybe I've seen two, but I, I remember nothing about it. I barely remember anything from scream. If oh, wow. This is exciting. Yeah. Um, I think I, uh, I love the scream movies and, uh, I also, uh, it seems from people's responses or before we, when people were suggesting scream, scream seems to have a really big fan base. Yeah. We're passionate. Back, we're back to a big anchor of the franchise. Yeah. yeah and, and glad to do it. Maybe the most, uh, important slasher to certainly to come out in the 90s but maybe yeah. in the last 30 years yeah the maybe the most recent important slashers yeah. series right unless you count something like saw or purge i, I don't know that they're yeah. as important but and even a reboot you can't like really you know it, it, like even if you go oh the texas chainsaw massacre remake yeah. was a big deal it's not gonna no. eclipse a 
An Origi? No way, man. No way, dude. All right. Well, uh, uh, I can't wait. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early. Plus, monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Wood, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Candy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.